Welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 305. My name is Brando, back from Baltimore. I like the bees. If you're watching on Zoom on our YouTube channel, uh, I have, I'm going to take advantage of the virtual background today, you know, if you do watch on YouTube, because it's fun. So I have kind of my, my bird's eye view of the Baltimore show, which was kind of high up, but not really considering how the size of the, of the arena, which we'll get into. Uh, but I want to introduce my, my cast of characters today as we review Baltimore. We talk about hard school. Finally, thanks uh, to those who I guess want to do 20 minutes. I couldn't wait to do a full episode with you guys because uh, I was, you know, all Saturday I was in the studio working for, for iHeart, just sitting in a studio for the Global Citizens Festival. I was in the studio for 13 hours just listening to music, you know, and like, you know, editing stuff. So whatever, over time, I, uh, you know, it'll pay for the, the wedding or something for Dave Matthews' GNR cover band. Oh, God. <laughs> it'll, it'll help pay for that. Uh, so I, I've just been too busy to sit down. So thanks for those who listen because yeah, we're on about hard school officially being out. I can't believe it. 305. What is it? Yeah. I just said 305 episodes. I don't even remember. Uh, since we, now we have two new GNR songs. So, so today, uh, Steve Fisher, I'll introduce you first since I've been actually talking to you the longest, I think about doing an episode. Thanks for joining. And I like your background. Uh, Thank you. That's Super Mario too, right? Two, that's right. Yeah, I uh, beat that way back in the day on NES. Very underrated. Very underrated. Yeah. And uh, now I don't know how to feel about the new Mario. It, it's, is it live action or is it voiceovers with Chris Pratt? And, and yeah, I, I, I've read a little on that. I don't know though. I don't know. I don't know. The old one, it's weird, but with with Bob Hoskins and uh, Dennis Hopper, it's weird, but I like it. <laughs> anyway, so thank, thanks, Steve. Steve was going to come on to do Columbia. And Columbus, Columbus. Sorry. Yeah. I, I was just editing uh, Doug Goldstein's book and he talks about, you know, Columbia and cocaine. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fun story. <laughs> that's on that's on the brain. So Columbus. So you, you went to Columbus and I said to you, you know, as we knew a hard school and we'll talk about this, guys, it was rumored for the longest time and how, whatever incarnation, Jackie Chan, uh, checkmate, whatever. But we knew it was finally happening. I'm being sent link, links uh, that it's not live yet, like Spotify. Here, it's reserved. Here's this URL that's reserved. I don't understand how it works. So we know what's happening. And I said to Steve, if hard school gets played, we'll, we'll figure it out. Didn't get played. I said, you know what? We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll involve you. Obviously, I've been involving fans however I can. Fan obsession, you know, co-hosting, whatever. We'll figure it out. I'm, I'm the producer of it, you know. What am I going to tell my boss that I, you know, I, I'm the guy? So thanks, Steve, for I saw you didn't experience hard school live, but thanks for being a part of this. Yeah, and I, I did get like the first 10 seconds of every song intro as I was trying to prepare for hard school to grab a video. So, you know, it, I got that coming out of the show, <laughs> even if I don't have a full uh, a full version of hard school. 
That's true. That's true. So thanks. And so you'll have to vicariously live through myself. Uh, and one of the main reasons why I went down to Baltimore, uh, it says Jeremy Trucker, which sounds like a cool, a badass, like, I don't know, like the Brooklyn Brawler kind of like. A, <laughs> but I know you as Jay. Do you remember the episode that you were on? Because I, I, I don't. It was the Phantom Session. I looked it up. It was 160 something. So I didn't realize that you've done 150 cents, but. Um, Do you you stop listening after yours? No, I did. I've been listening. I just I don't think I did. You know, this the sands of time, especially during lockdown. Um, I, I probably listened to a hundred episodes during lockdown. So <laughs> that would drive you crazy. Who's on yeah. that? Do you remember who the the guest was before you? That uh, that is a great question. All right. So you said it was 150. You said it was in the 160s. Um, I can't make it like that. I had to get. If you give me a number, I can Google it. Sometimes that's the best way. And I'll tell everybody this. Sometimes they'll like you'll ask, "Hey, have you interviewed Eric Dover before?" Which I have. I'm just using an example. Just type in appetite for distortion and like the name of the person, and sometimes it pops up like that. So Jay, um, episode one something something, he uh, <laughs> he did a, a an appetite. He did a, a fan obsession, a bad obsession. You know my 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 take on bad obsession, fan obsession. So when I said I thought about going to Baltimore, tweeting about it on the show, you know, kind of bummed I couldn't afford Atlantic City, uh, bummed. And I say this bummed where I've gone to New Jersey already. I went to Hershey Park, but I was still bummed. I couldn't go to Wrigley Field to see them there. And I said, eh, maybe Baltimore. And then Jay just uh, inboxes me on, on Facebook. Hey, I have an Airbnb. If you want to stay, you can stay. It's like, yeah, man. Really? of course, of course. Uh, I, I thought that. about inviting Axel Rose, but you know, I think he had maybe more upscale accommodations. Um, <laughs> but I was really uh, happy to host a, a mega fan such as yourself, and um, really just excited. The you know the 2016 tour, I went to three shows like like you did for this leg. But when they announced Baltimore, I went. You know, I'm just going to get good seats for one show. It's within walking distance to where I live. I'm here in Upper Fells Point. Um, and um, it was the first time they had played Baltimore since 2006. So I was there in 2006. It feels like a lifetime ago. Um, you know, totally different cast of characters. Um, I had hoped for, I thought they might play M&T when they were doing the first stadium lap. Um, and they never did that. So... Better late than never. And, and Jay was the, the perfect person, not just because the, the accommodations, but really just to kind of give me a guide to Baltimore. And when, and when I told my, my fiance, who's now my, my Guns N' Roses uh, buddy, who loves Absurd way too much. She loves singing Pussy Full of Maggots way too much. <laughs> she was telling her, <laughs> her dad, who like lives in, this is just like being, me being real. Her dad who has Parkinson's and he's like there for the most part. And she's like, do you know Guns N' Roses has a new song talking about pussy full of maggots? What do you think about that? And I'm like, I'm getting embarrassed. You're like, why are you telling your dad this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was so weird. But she, uh, as soon as I said, like there's an Airbnb and she's, you know, uh, Mrs. Lee, she loves to travel everywhere. She was down uh, to do that. And, you know, four hours from where I am in, in Queens and, and, and Mike, you know, I'm like, so I'm going to acknowledge you. Uh, I will acknowledge <laughs> Dude, you. it's totally up to you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So just so people know, like, 
uh, yeah, it's a podcast. I'll if you're listening on the, just audio, you can't tell. But if you're if you're watching on YouTube, I want, I want to introduce Mike, who's this, you know, fourth guy who, and we'll get to like your your visit, how far you had to travel. You were telling us uh, before off air, and you were one of the people that volunteered on Twitter, which I appreciate. But uh, I got to pay respect to, to Jay because his. It's not like he just offered me an Airbnb, which was very nice, by the way. Oh, yeah. I saw the picture you posted, right? Like, yeah, Jay, like, hooked it up, man. He had, like, a photo of Axel. And, right? <laughs> yeah. That was pretty that, cool. That was serious hospitality. <laughs> it doesn't even do it justice because, Jay, I didn't know how much of it was public. But then again, I think you have an Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's very cool. It's very rock and roll looking. And it's like, you know, this cat stuff's on the walls and like, very historical and everything is cool. But, yeah, he put out some... Uh, some photos uh, for me that aren't normally there. And one was, well, Jay, you, you t- tell us what you, you put out. One was um, something I picked up in a vintage store in Vegas from, you know, I think, I think an appetite tour with um, a, a backstage pass. Wow. And, and then the other was um, I just joined um, Axel's mugshot from 98 <laughs> and I have that framed. So, and I, I most, we do, um, it's a former bar that we converted. This part was the uh, back office. It's now my office. Um, but we, we converted it. And so there is a lot of like rock and roll stickers and bar stuff, but um, not usually, the actual stuff is usually just my personal collection. But I thought Brando of all people would appreciate it maybe even more. And I did. Oh. I don't know, it made me feel right at home uh, right away. And uh, before I will talk about the show, obviously, it was nice that, you know, we went out to, to lunch and, you know, this part of Baltimore, because I, I hadn't experienced Baltimore since, uh, and I told you this, years ago when like Hamden Yards was new yeah. and I saw an Orioles Brewers game when the Brewers were still in the American League. So, yeah, it was a while ago. So it was very cool. Um, and you guys, I think we left around the same time, but, oh, we got to talk about... <laughs> You know what? Before we get to it, it was funny the guy that came up to us during lunch, and uh, uh, yeah. this is what they said. Yeah. Uh, before we go off on a rant, uh, Mark, did you? Excuse me, Mike. Yeah. Did you have? Um, did you have? When, when did you buy tickets? Because I was on the fence. Jay said she he he had it for you know a while. He wasn't sure when. It, 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 it was a long time. I mean, um, I think every not every group of friends but it's common you have a, a one friend that is like the concert guy that gets the tickets that waits in line brando i think that's probably you for your friends and my friend andrew is that guy right ever since we were like in high school he'll always be like dude guns and roses is playing and i'm like whatever just let me know once you get the ticket right so i'm, I'm not even paying attention and, and then i look at my calendar like oh shit i'm gonna see guns and roses next week so that was that was kind of my experience and uh we can get into the, the show but i i was really surprised because you know, I've seen them a bunch of times, and I kind of was expecting a similar show to what I saw when I saw them at uh, FedEx Field, um, which is also in Maryland, but that's like where the uh, Washington football team plays, it, which was basically a, the greatest hit set, right? And I think that's kind of what some of us were expecting, and and it was like way more than that, right? So, okay, okay. pleasant yeah. surprise. And, and Steve, I want to ask you: Is there any temptation to go to Baltimore after? <laughs> uh, there. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah. Cause I actually live in Seattle, Washington and oh, wow. um, yeah. So, but I lived in Columbus, Ohio for a long time 
um, this, this, uh, leg, they were coming to Portland, which long story short, I just moved from. So I had a Portland pit ticket and that was my plan. In the meantime, we moved. And so it was, it was just getting, we were busy. Um, so I had some friends that, uh, and I'll, I can talk about this, but you know, some, some friends that are more casual fans it was actually a lot of fun seeing a show through their eyes because they were just, they just loved it, you know, and you forget like just hearing the songs that we've heard so much, but just you know, them live seeing them for the first time, just, just, you know, they, they were overwhelmed. I mean, we went out to Waffle House till almost 2 AM after, cause you know, everybody was just having such a great time, but uh, so yeah, I, I told them, you know, Hey, this might be the show where the song, you know, Jackie Chan explained it all to them. So I did say after like, Hey, anybody want to get, you know, go to Baltimore, but I was already on borrowed time flying from Seattle out to Ohio. I've married three kids. So, uh, uh, it would have been, and you know, like, just like Columbus, you, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a guarantee they were going to play it. So I wasn't, uh, I didn't think it was a wise move, but, uh, yeah, I definitely did, did, did consider it. I respect that. I respect yeah. that you considered it. And I respect that you didn't do it because, yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're right. Because, <laughs> speaking, kids. I was close. It was right there, uh, just east of Ohio. But, uh, yeah, made it back to Washington instead. And I said on the previous episode, just my 20-minute rant, that I watched a lot of that uh, Columbus show just on Facebook from uh, live streams, which I usually don't do. I like to think I use my time a little bit better than that, <laughs> you know, to watch just I mean, I appreciate people that do it, obviously, but it's obviously never the best feed, but you're waiting for this new song and uh, it just it didn't happen. And it was and I mentioned it was kind of almost a letdown on a day that they released new music. But it was just so odd that there was no mention of it at all. So, you know, Mike and, and, and Jay and I, we were talking about this over lunch and I want to know uh I guess before we go off on a, it's because it's I don't want to forget talking about that waiter that, that that came to us. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, did you expect? I put it a polls out there. Did you expect it to happen? You know. Yeah, you, I did. You, you did. I, okay. I I told like my my friend Drew, and my my sister in law went too, and I go, you know, and they're like casual. Fit. Well, my sister in law is. I was like, look, this could be like a historic show, where they haven't played like. I guess you you saw absurd. I think you were there when they first played that, but. Second Art time. School is more of a conventional GNR song, and this could be like this big moment in GNR history. And uh, and then when it happened, uh, you know, I made them know, dude, this is the song. And they were like, <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I was at the second, I believe they debuted in, in at Fenway. Boston, right? yeah. Uh, oh, absurd. Cool. So I I saw it at MetLife, the or new, yeah, MetLife, which was the day after. And, you know, that's when I, I made sure my she's her phone i gotta upgrade my phone i have a 6s i guess <laughs> using things i just like the way i am with shoes the way i am with pants uh, <laughs> I, you know underwear I, I, I respect that <laughs> uh, <laughs> just so, wear it into the ground i'm, I'm so, a, 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 i have a question go ahead uh steve did they yeah. play absurd in ohio they did, yeah, because that was, yeah, they, they played that in the slot they had been played. But they added Shadow of Your Love and uh, Coma, so so it was just, yeah, so here for about, what, three days, I'm thinking, like, dude, we got it, maybe we got plus two songs, you know, and then right. you guys got uh, plus two more, so, uh, but yeah, so they did play Absurd. And I thought that was cool, the Shadow of Your Love and Coma oh, yeah. in the back end, so I thought that was like, all right, they're still on, this tour is still kicking, they're doing a yeah. great job, but just... No mention of a song, or you're expecting what I heard <laughs> when I heard for absurd, which was that you can download it at midnight, you know, which was I was there for the speech. 
He didn't give that, I believe, at, at Fenway. Was saying correct, that, yeah, that's correct, yeah. Oh, that was interesting. Oh, that was the video, I believe, that my uh, my Twitter was suspended for, by the way. Uh, oh, jeez. So, <laughs> somebody said, like, I'm surprised such a popular account has less than a thousand followers. Well, because mine was suspended. So, at the AFD podcast, please. Uh, but I, although I did share videos on Facebook and Instagram from Baltimore, anyway. Uh, so, Jay and I, where where did we go? Because uh, you were an excellent tour guide. I appreciate it. Yeah, we had a little bit of time and we went down to a restaurant called The Point on Thames Street in Fells Point. Uh, so it's The Point in Fells Point. Um, and uh, yeah, we had, there were two people there that were talking about the show, two of the employees there. Because it's, <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know what? I'm usually, I'm terrible at promoting myself, but if I'm going to a show, I just think I, I got to bite the bullet and wear my own t-shirt. I got to wear an appetite for distortion t-shirt in case if somebody just sees it. No, cause I, I don't know. I, I, it, it's never happened. So I'm not going to pretend that. So I, I'm wearing just my shirt, but it still looks guns and roses. I'm wearing my uh, G it's not even just a GNR lies hat. Well, I can't really show it because uh, of my screen, but it's the hat that has all the different, uh, the, what I the fugly hat that holds all the different albums on it. I'm wearing that. And my fiance, she's wearing my, Guns N' Roses shirt from MetLife from 2016. You know, mm -hmm. she wears my my shirts, which I'll, I'll get to as well. So she's wearing that, and so we're and, and at the time, I don't know if I was wearing my appetite for the vaccination mask yet. That's also another conversation too. We had to wear a mask inside. Uh, so this guy just comes up to us, and everybody looks like a robber nowadays. You know what this guy was about? You guys going to the show? Well, obviously. I mean, look at us. You know, where most of us are wearing, uh, I'm draped in GNR stuff. And he starts complaining about a friend of his who was offered GNR tickets, but she's not a real fan because she can't name five songs. I was like, okay. I mean, usually the cutoff is usually three. I thought that was the rule of, of thumb. Right. And I was like, you know, it's so let her, let her go. Tell her to give you the ticket. Go, go. He's like, well, I, I don't know. He's like, no, I have the original vinyls. I have the original shirts, this. I'm like, then go, dude. Go oh, so hopefully that guy that guy went and then there was a waitress that says she wanted to go but she couldn't get time off yeah get her, her shift covered she, she id'd you guys immediately so when i went to ask for the table she just very quietly she, she's kind of longingly she went are you guys going in the show i said yeah she goes i couldn't get off <laughs> and, I, and i felt terribly because she was seating us and working all night and, but uh, it was funny that just Two people in a row wanted to talk about the show and we were it's not in the neighborhood of the arena. Um, so it was it was funny that it was like there was a high level of awareness in a, in a separate neighborhood. You know, right. You mentioned you, you live close about two miles. But, yeah. we went, you know, we drove. A, I it's just easier for me to drive with my my disability. Yeah. Even, with the, even when there was like a, a garage and that's a whole other that's a whole other story. And you were able to just walk there. So after we just we parted, but. I don't know about you. Did you see any of Mammoth? Because I, I completely missed them. So oh, really? um, yeah, we, we Mike, did catch the last couple of songs. Okay. Mike, when did you get there? I saw the last like song or two of Mammoth. Um, I mean, obviously it, it was interesting because, you know, is Eddie Van Halen's son and he can sing really well. You're like, wow. And he writes really good kind of catchy music. I mean, it's not exactly what I'm into, but it, it was good. It was like objectively, it was pretty good. Yeah. 
And Steve, he was good in uh, Columbus. I want to keep bringing you in. I want to keep bringing you in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, I caught the last couple of songs of Mammoth uh, as well. I was kind of bummed, to be honest, because I really like the album. I've listened to it a lot since the first single he released, Distance and The Distance. And, uh, but I was catching up with old friends, old neighbors and things, and we just didn't, didn't leave on time. Parking was bad. But uh, yeah, what I, would, I definitely want to see the headline because I really, I really uh, dug the two songs I, I got to see. Yeah, they'll be around for a while. And I got, yeah. I guess I took advantage. I was like, you know what? I've seen them twice. Next time I want to see them would be headlining to see a mammoth show. Yeah. But I guess by the time I finished lunch and drove over there and found a parking space where we didn't go to the Royal Farms Arena parking lot. There was one across the street and I had to go up like six flights. Oh, geez. Yeah. Thankfully, there's elevators, you know, right by there and everything. But by the time I got there <laughs> and I'm sitting in my car, and there's a security guard by the elevator making sure everybody has a mask when they come in. And it, Royal Farm, we tweeted it. Royal Farms Arena did uh, put out like instructions as, as far as what to do. Not everybody reads them, obviously. And I want to say this briefly, and I don't want to make it a big thing because this is a place just to talk about, you know, Guns N' Roses and fun stuff for the most part. Yeah, we'll talk about mental health things. But, I, you know, the band has a stance. And sometimes if you want concerts to be back a certain way, you know, they, they, obviously required a mask and we weren't sure about our vax cards. So we asked the security guard didn't know he knew about, he was like making sure everybody had a mask, but had no idea about a COVID card. Uh, so I just thought like, how do you know one about without the other? So we just asked these two, these two girls coming in and they're, they're like, uh, hell no, we're not letting the government, we're not going to be the government's oh, uh, guinea pig. And, and I say that and she, I say it, you can there are people who I don't get a flu shot. I've never had the flu. This is to me something different because it's like the whole, I mean, the whole world's involved. That's crazy to me. Uh, but it's all it needs to be said. And hopefully everybody understands that nothing has ever been tested more than the COVID vaccine because nobody's ever, they, they've never had more volunteers in the history of the world and any sort of illness. So it's like, it's just been, it's as safe as anything. However, of course, people have allergic reactions to anything. You know, I always worry, Jeremy, about getting like a, a, you know, a burger in Baltimore that I might want to, you know, go to the bathroom in the middle. I think about these things. I get a sensitive stomach. Yeah. So I had popcorn chicken. I took one bite of the, uh, I didn't like fried pickles. I'm weird with pickles, man, which is a weird sentence. I like them just like out of the jar, but on burgers or any other way. I don't know. I just, Dude, I went to the bar. Uh, Jeremy, you probably know this bar or Jay. Uh, pickles. Ever been to Pickles yeah. bar? Yeah, yeah that, that's where I pre-gamed. I went there, and uh, nice. the wings were, like, freaking delicious, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Rando, uh, dude, I mean, I think <laughs> – no comment, right, because you're going to put this on YouTube, but uh, it's, it's, no it's pretty ridiculous uh, what's going on. And, yeah, I, I had the same thought. Like, I took a picture of my Vax card just in case. And, obviously, yeah. uh, J- Jay's got the Dukakis uh, fence inside behind him. <laughs> I love, I love stuff from the 80s, man. That's why I'm on yeah. <laughs> What do you say? You're, you are no John Kennedy. I don't right. remember that you, debate. John. Yeah, that's right. Never forget Dan Quayle, 88, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you, you know. We talk about everything on this show, see? <laughs> Brando, was, Brando was safe with his lunch. Uh, he didn't order anything with the phrase Chesapeake because I would have told him that is cream and cheese and crab. Uh, and it would have been dangerous before a three and a half hour show. But, <laughs> route. 
I got a weird stomach, man. And, uh, so I, I I take that into account. I really Brando. So that. I'm a I'm a I'm a half Jew, and I think that's that's where it comes from, man. That the Ashkenazi Jew, uh, we all have digestive problems. I, I think that's <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> there was a time, um, no pun intended. It was I thought I had COVID again. Like I couldn't keep. I was eating like saltines every day. It was just like my stomach was in knots. I didn't know what was going. I've been good for a, like a while, so. So that's why I had sympathy for to bring it back to Guns N' Roses uh, for Axl Rose, who battled through, who almost threw up a few times. What show? Do you remember what show? Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And Melissa Reese also. Um, and I, I should have researched this also, but she put it on her Instagram that she felt sick a few times. And that's something that can go around. It doesn't mean it's COVID. You know, it's. It's the, it is the season as we're going into the fall and everything like that. But they're obviously battling through it. But you, when you see them out and about, like as we're putting this, I'm going to put this out, guys, today. So uh, as we're recording this, uh, I don't know what day it is anymore. The 28th of September. Jeez. Uh, they, yesterday, Beta uh, put out their, this is how sick I am, on the way home. This is what you think about in a, in a four-hour drive to and from Baltimore. What is Axel Rose doing his off time? You never see yeah. it. I'm like, Dude, Lincoln Memorial, baby. Yeah. And you know what? It was in a Politico, you know, the Politico, uh, you know, the magazine. They put out a thing for lobbyists called Political Pro every yeah. day. And they even mentioned it in the newsletter of Politico. They said, super fan so-and-so said that Axel Rose was on the Lincoln Memorial and linked to, to the Instagram with Axel. And I was, oh, you know, wow. I, I worked downtown. So I was like, God damn it. I could have like walked over, but <laughs> at 4 a.m. Is that what it said? Oh, is that what it was? Oh, I think so. I think, I think that was, uh, I would have gone out of bed. <laughs> I read that. Crazy. Yeah. And he was wearing, and he's, he's wearing, he's wearing some nice Air Jordan ones. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sneaker. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so, yeah. That. Yeah. In cool. fact, he inspired a purchase, recent purchase of mine. These were different ones in the DC pictures. I wanted to go back and research them. Oh, right on. I got to mm-hmm. find that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's on Beta's Instagram and her stories, and it's uh, it's cool. You see them sightseeing, you know, and yeah. his family, and you know her uh, and and him, like you know, it's it's a cute little picture. That's how I look at You're it. Like he's a real person. He's not just like this Greek myth, you know. Right. And it's they think a far away photo of him looking up at the uh, the Gettysburg address. Yeah. Wow. And, and ideas. Am I the only one that thought he's looking at that and going, "What's so simple about war anyway?" Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. By the way, he said that at the Baltimore show, and I was like looking at my buddy. I'm like, "Is he gonna say it? Is he gonna say it?" And then he said it. And we're like, "Yes!" <laughs> and he had a nice little emphasis uh, emphasis on that too. I don't know, it, but he had a mask on. People were asking why he has a mask on. Those are the rules there. And when they had the Velveteers on, who opened for them in Colorado, when there was a member of uh, Wolfgang's band that mm-hmm. uh, got ill and they had to fill in, they had to take their COVID test. So just you know, be smart. I understand there are people that even though like they uh, want to do the right thing, that there are people that will take advantage of that. I get that, that there are bad doctors, all that. Like, just Come on, just use your brain, please, for the love of God, so we can all just get back. I mean, I always think about how does Guns N' Roses keeps touring. Every other band cancels. And it's, are they going to get, they're getting through it. I mean, knock on wood, they're getting through it. So let's get through it. Uh, so I, as I mentioned, I, I missed Wolfgang. I heard him. Because I, I looked, I can't pass a merch line anymore, guys. I can't pa- pass it without buying something. Yeah, that like, freaking Baltimore shirt was pretty cool. Okay, so I want to ask your opinion. When I got there, there were a lot of lithographs there. I I chose not to get it. It was the um, 
like Edgar Allan Poe had a yeah. raven uh, with the estranged lyrics. So did you get the lithograph, the shirts, guys, either of you? I, I try to buy uh, stuff like if I'm going to buy Guns N' Roses stuff. Although I'm a hypocrite, right? Because I'm like, I'm wearing this. I bought this at like the Hammerstein Ballroom in 2006 or whatever. Um, but I try to, you know, I, anymore when I buy stuff, I just go to Amazon because like so many times you'll buy stuff and then you'll get home and you're like, God damn it. I got the wrong size or, you know, you have some issue. So Okay. Yeah, I, but, but the Baltimore shirt was badass. It was. Uh, you know what, Steve, before I forget, did you buy anything? In, uh, I did. Yeah, I, I did on the GNR truck beforehand just so right. I didn't have to stand in the merch lines. I got the the uh, it's a Freddy Krueger shirt, yes. which I lived in Columbus for over 20 years. I have no idea. I don't think there's any connection. I could be wrong. Yes, there is. Um, there yes. is. OK, well, then you educate me, Brando. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I got that. I got that shirt. Oh, wow. All right. So I want to say shout out to for first of all, let me see if I can find him on Twitter. Uh, oh, I got to respond to this one person. I try to respond to every person. Uh, this is from Ryan McGurk. I, I, that should be his real name. Uh, he he said he's a huge GNR fan, and he wants to know if anywhere you can get the Freddy Krueger theme shirt, the Ohio shirt. Yeah. Look at eBay, but they're going for like three hundred dollars. Wow. Are you serious? Which wow. It is. Yeah. Hey. Dude, so, good investment, uh, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have bought two. I thought about it too, my man. So anyway, uh, thanks for the content. I was at the Baltimore show last night. It was a badass show. So shout out to Ryan. And if you have one for sale, less than $300, hit him up. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I, I, I'm sorry, bro. I don't know what else to tell you. That sucks. You know, and that's what I, I told. I think, was it, was I talking to you, Jay, that you thought the lithographs were initially like $200? Yeah, I had heard you talk about it. And I thought it was the other way around. I thought you were saying, they were 300 bucks at the show because nothing in the official oh. merch booth is cheap. And then they were going for 50 on eBay, but he said the opposite. opposite. I wound yeah. up getting the cutoff tour t-shirt okay. um, because I, I don't usually get the tour t-shirts. I think I got a winter hat at the, the show I was at in 2019. Um, and I like, I did like the Baltimore shirt, but um, I don't know. I guess I was like, right, let me get something that clearly IDs the band, even if, if you don't look at the back, it could be a target. Shot. Uh, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, the nerds or whatever, like we'll, we'll know what it is, but right, uh, yeah, right, the yeah. person doesn't. Yeah. 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 I totally understand that as well. And I think that's what didn't jump out at me about it. So there was a few shirts I looked at. There was the one with the Raven on the top left, but they only had that in two uh, XL. And I, as you may have heard, I fit into the child's, I survived Dr. Roses. So I, I like that shirt. I like that shirt. Right? So I made sure. Yeah. I was like, does it fit? I go to my fiance. Does it fit you? Does it fit me? All right. Well, it just fits both of us. Uh, so I ended up, they didn't have that. But the one I did get, which I'm wearing now, I will take the sticker off. I'm not that cool. <laughs> uh, I just want to do it for the show as I can't lift it up. It has the rose on it. There we go. Oh, cool. World tour. Yeah, cool. And in the back, as I turn away from the mic, it has the cross. Oh yeah, it's hard to it's hard to miss that that's Guns of Roses. It has a nice back because I'm like, no, my my she Shauna goes, she's like, white. I'm like, I have so like all my shirts are black. Yes, yes. And I actually do have a white Guns of Roses shirt already, but it's like I gotta, and they could also work as undershirts, <laughs> so it's like I gotta add. And oddly enough, the other day she's like, do you have any Guns of Roses sweatshirts? And I said, no, I don't have any. I never bought one. I thought about it. I never got one. I have a long sleeve uh, Chinese democracy shirt I bought at the O2 show that I wore to Dave Matthews, by the way. Uh, Represent. 
I was the only person there wearing a Chinese democracy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have the the Duff. Uh, it's not Duff, but I don't know why it reminds me. It's like the uh, baseball tee that's yellow, the yellow sleeves. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that. That's it. I um I think that's it. So I looked at the sweatshirt there. It just has the the regular bullet logo and it says World Tour. And it says GNFNR, you know, on the side, you know, was here. Maybe I should have brought it out for show and tell, but it's, I didn't want to get cat heart, cat hair on it just yet. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, the merch bus up now. Nice. <laughs> that reminds me, I got to keep changing uh, my virtual background. So which one should I get up? Uh, this, this will be my seat. I guess these are nice. these my seats uh, where the, all the obstructed views. <laughs> I want to give that. <laughs> That's something else too. Old, old arena. I'm like, uh, oh, what's the cartoon? Was it Bugs Bunny or Rocco's Modern Life? It was one of them. I forget. <laughs> I was about an obstructed baseball view. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I see that, and it's a hundred bucks. I would never buy that. I would never buy it. But when she goes, that sleeve is fucking hot. I don't know what made me buy it. And I'm like, you know what? She's gonna wear it. I'm gonna wear it. I don't have one in general. And I bought it. And I swear, as soon as I got back, you know, and I bought the white shirt and that was it. I could said, God damn it, Axel, I keep giving you money. I said that out loud. I said that out loud. I'm you know, <laughs> underneath my, my, uh, my, my appetite for vaccination mask, which you can see me uh, wearing right now if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, so we get to our seats. We're high up. All the, the handicapped seats were expensive. These were, I guess, as good. As soon as we walked out, the seats were right there. We were cool. Uh, Jay, tell me about your excursion before we on the floor. I pit was insanely expensive and hmm. two for one deal with, uh, with my wife and I. So I, I would have had to, I would have had to charge you for the Airbnb if I got those seats and charge <laughs> everyone else. I oh, help wow. a lot more than I usually do. Um, so, uh, <laughs> but that wasn't really an option. So we are, we were in row Q on duff side generally um it was a it was a great it was great because even though we have a crummy little arena that holds us back in a lot of ways it's so it's so small it feels almost like a theater show you know and i started getting a vibe when they started releasing new songs and then they didn't play it in ohio and i started thinking you know Atlantic City is the go-to for the small venue. You expect to get something a little different, but I thought, you know, this is not a 20,000 seater. This is a, a far cry from Madison Square Garden. Yeah. So this could be a very kind of fun show because it's so intimate. I didn't know other than, you know, watching Steve's show and just being like, you know, they don't even mention it, let alone play it. Kind of being like, I'm not going to be that fan. I'm not going to complain like everybody else, but really, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And I had the Baltimore tickets. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be a fun experience regardless of whether they do it. But I wasn't sure. I put up a poll. Are oh, they going to play hard school tonight? Yes. No. They're going to play absurd twice. You know, that was the third. <laughs> I don't know. I respect the people that have voted for, for that option. Sure. I had no idea. And we're listening to, you know, bless her. She had no problem listening to GNR uh, the majority of the way. She actually suggested it. You know, we're we're cruising. Everything is good. We get to our seats and you know, it's funny. I hear right behind me. And again, guys, the majority of the fans are not us. You know, this is why I never think I'm as cool as, as you guys may think I say that I am because most people don't, 
They don't know. They're asking this woman behind me. So what are they going to play first? What do you think? <laughs> they've been playing for the last six fucking years, you know, or I, I, I tweet, <laughs> sorry to the guy who I, like, I fucked up his Twitter of accident. I liked and responded to one of his tweets that said, uh, Axel Rose should, uh, give up the name guns or roses. There's no original members in it anymore. And I respond, this is about six years too late, buddy. I got all this hate from my listeners. <laughs> it was so fun. Some people don't know. People don't know. And it, it's just true. So we know we're excited. I'm thinking about the whole time. I'll fucking get no reception, but it was cool. I knew kind of what to expect. Like Jay, can you talk about the, uh, the building a little bit and its history? Yeah. The building opened in something like, I think it was 1962. Um, I, I moved to Baltimore. I'm from Jersey originally um, moved to Baltimore in 2005. It was already, you know, an ancient dated arena at that point. The Baltimore Sun claimed that the architecture, to get really nerdy for a minute, was dated when the uh, when the arena opened. So they they have a lot of the posters at least down on the ground level of um, like uh, I think Elvis came through in the early '60s, maybe on the comeback tour. You know, James Brown has played there, so they there is a history. Dude, dude Jay, I saw the. Um... The uh, ice skating championships, amateur championships in like 1980, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's a Bal- it was a Baltimore arena, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. If you live in the area, everyone's been in the Baltimore arena. Everyone's been, but you know, it, it's part of why they can't have serious talks about an NBA team, an NHL team. It's it's not a modern arena for a yeah. modern pro team. So, what's the capacity? What's the capacity? Did you say for like a regular game? It's uh, around nine thousand. Okay, wow. Yeah, but I yeah, haven't. The, I'm a, like a diehard Bullets fan, and uh, I think when they they play every once in a while, well, they used to the Baltimore Arena. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's. I was surprised at how small it was. It'd been a while. I saw Lincoln Park there like, oh, wow, years ago, but I hadn't been there in a while. And then yeah, I was like, man, GNR is playing pretty small venue. I was surprised. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm really surprised that. You know, the Baltimore market gets overlooked. You're down in Rockville, so D.C. gets everything. And then Philly, we're right in between the two. Uh, Smaller city, not the the wealthiest of cities, uh, our fair share of problems. So I thought, if anything, they'd do a stadium on the second go-around. And and Metallica played M&T in 2017. Yeah. And I thought, well, okay, M&T is kind of back open in business for rock shows because – it had been a long time for that. Um, it was it was shocking, but you know it wasn't on the 2020 list, and somehow they just threw it into the tour for this year. It was great. Yeah, you would think like Baltimore also though has a history of like being super into hard rock. So if you're like you know from the DC area like me, the music that was popular when I was growing up was like you know uh, you know Minor Threat, Fugazi, Bad Brains, that kind of stuff. But then you go to Baltimore like Kicks is oh, like yeah. a popular band. Yeah. And so it's just like totally different vibe. It's more like blue collar. Yeah. GNR fits that perfect Baltimore mm-hmm. like band. You know what I mean? And when that's, you- that's why I, I, that's exactly the crowd. It's the old Hammerjacks crowd. Yes, exactly. I was about to ask you about that. Can you tell me about that? And shout out to, to Rue on, on Twitter, who was telling me the history of, of Hammerjacks in, in DM form and saying, nice. if I could do a Hammerjacks episode, if we know people who went to, <laughs> See them back in the day there. You know, if you saw GNR back in Hammerjacks, uh, you know, hit me up. 
Like, uh, what was that about? I mean, you guys weren't there, but can you tell me the, or were you? I mean, when did I, that? I wasn't. Um, they've been a few reincarnations. Right now, it's like a parking lot thing before oh, wow. Ravens games. Uh, but I wasn't around for the prime of it, having moved here in my mid twenties. I, mean, I, mean, I I've lived in you know Maryland my whole life. Most most of, although uh, Steve, I did go to Denison University. Oh yeah, okay. So I was at, uh, you know was in Columbus for a while. Um, and Hammerjacks was always like you know kind of a legendary hard rock place when hard rock you know I guess you would call it hair band stuff was really popular yeah um you know and you, growing up you hear about kicks i guess there's other bands like child's play and baltimore mm-hmm. had like this own its own like hard rock scene i bet cinderella even though they're philly they're probably mm-hmm. kind of in that scene oh yeah and then and then baltimore had uh, jimmy's chicken check is a band from baltimore yes and um but then in dc you know we have like you know indie punk and then the go-go music so it's interesting i just started watching the wire i know i'm late to the party yeah. But it's just really interesting to see the difference between Baltimore and D.C., despite the fact Baltimore's not very far. I mean, it's I can get there in 40 minutes, you know. It's They're a 40-mile really- drive, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the traffic is enough that I missed the start when I went down in 2017 for the show, but it, yeah. it's, a, it's nearby. Um, Hammerjacks, I, I – you know, um, Brando, you said you've interviewed John Allen from um, Charm City Devils. Stone horses. I think I, I, spoke I think I spoke to him. I don't know. If yeah, I he was. He was in. He's been in so many different kinds of incarnations of bands. But uh, he in SR seventy one was that that guy? he was in SR. Oh, yeah, they're from Baltimore too. Yeah, yeah. He's like from SR seventy one, and prior to that, he was in Child's Play. So oh, there, there you go. That that lineage that. still exists. Those guys are still out there, um, and I'm sure they were all at the show. Uh, I know the drummer from from John's band. Um, stone horses and I, I know for a fact he was up there yeah you could tell when you when i was looking at the crowd i'm like oh man i like you would see somebody and you'd have a flashback to what they probably looked like 30 years ago yeah you know yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah. like now they're they have to dye their hair but they're wearing the tight jeans they're like that dude was like a metalhead in 1985 uh-huh. going to hammerjacks getting loaded like yeah yeah um, you, actually i saw kicks uh if any just because uh i'm sure a lot of people that listen like gnr there's some overlap with kicks um you know I saw kicks in Dewey beach probably like five years ago. And they yeah. were despite, you know, some people might think they're cheesy or whatever. They were awesome. They're they fun. were really good, man. Yeah. He teaches uh, vocal lessons. I That's right. Steve, right? Yeah. yeah Steve, he knows what he's doing. Uh, they, uh, I just saw them at M3 my first concert back. Oh, right on. Out of COVID was July um, out in the uh, amphitheater at Merriweather. Yeah. Merriweather's great. How was the show? It, I've been there. They were great. And I love, um, I've seen them at Ram's head and clubs. It, the guy knows how to fill a big stage, you know, and I don't, I know they don't get to do it too, too often, but everyone's and, and, and I love, and I love uh, Brian, the guitar player. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They're fun. They're showmen. Uh, it's, I didn't know them prior to moving to the area. Now they play, I see them around, you know, I probably see them once a year. They play every three months, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For reference, uh, an anniversary is coming up. So uh, October eighteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Uh, that was when Guns N' Roses played a sold-out show with Japanese band Ezio opening. That, that was, was a, Hammerjacks. Yeah, according to Hammerjack News. <laughs> wow. So yeah. There, what if you went there to see Ezio and you're like, and you didn't knew nothing about Guns N' Roses? <laughs> oh my god, this man's I awesome. I know. It's crazy. Hey, the van out from Hollywood. <laughs> And then flash forward to here, you know, we're in 2021 and uh, 
they're together creating uh, new music. Not easy. Oh, uh, like on the G. Well, maybe they are. We don't know. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're that big in Japan. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm a fraud. You're absolutely right. So uh, you were mentioning, Mike, you're from Maryland, despite never having watched The Wire. Uh, I know. I know. I'm, I, I, watch it. I guess I don't know. It was I was more of an Oz guy, which I don't know if that sounds right. If you know what the show is about. Yes. But, it wasn't Brett Michaels on Oz or one of those shows. <laughs> Brett Michaels. Yeah. There, there was some movie about prisons that he was on at some point. Oh, uh, I know a rocker who was on, uh, was on Oz was uh, Evan Seinfeld. From, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. From uh, yeah. Biohazard. Yeah. So he, he liked to show his, his, uh, his Mr. Brownstone, as you will, because, you know, he did used to do porn with his ex. That's know, right. <laughs> and he had that show with uh, Ted Nugent and Sebastian Bach. One day, love you, Tard. Was one of Sebastian's proposed names. What? What, yeah. what was it? What of Sebat when they were doing proposing names for the group, and Sebastian just kept coming up with worse and right. worse names. The so one was the Lebutard. Lebutard. So my brother one time went up to to Sebastian, and my brother's like a DC punk rocker, so he's just not into that whole scene. And he saw him at a bar and he thought he was the guy from um, Warrant and he's been kind of a jerk to him. And he goes, Jerry Pie, Jerry Pie. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> that sounds like a really funny bit. To go up to yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> go up to Axel, start singing girls, girls, girls. Oh, my God. Yeah, he probably would bite you. <laughs> and I appreciate your, your stoic Axel behind you. You changed your background. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Four scored seven years ago. Uh, behind you, uh, Steve. I know you're. We're all changing. We're having fun changing our, our background. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So I get to uh, my seat. I'm seeing. You know, is Twitter working? Is it not working? You no, know, thankfully, because I wanted. If anything, tweet along the set list, and especially if Hard School was played. That's that's the big thing. If Hard School wasn't played, I honestly I think Baltimore might have been a bust. Despite Jay's hospitality, despite the good chicken fingers, even the. Uh, I had pumpkin pancakes the morning after. Ooh, oh, yeah. Yeah. We went to the there second place. Second place you recommended, I believe. Blue Moon? Yeah, that was oh, nice. nice. That was good. Dude, oh. isn't the Blue Moon in uh, Rehoboth slightly different crowd than uh, the one in probably Baltimore? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would have been disappointed. So, but, and I, I made sure uh, my fiance had, she, she had permission to post on my Facebook and my Instagram. So, kudos to her for filming everything. I may have to teach her to film the the video, the the screen instead of our our ant sized view. But that's I'm not gonna, you know, get mad at her. Tell her thank you. I watched some of it live. Thank so. you. Well, I will. I, I thank you, Steve, for for watching. You know, uh, <laughs> so we knew what it's so easy was gonna be. Did you all, I guess, have an expectation? So, Steve, were you following along? By the way, on like online, are you one of those people that were following? You know, Facebook Maybe live. For the Baltimore show. That's what I mean. Were you, were you trying? Yeah, to- yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say more shows than not. I'm listening live to or watching live to at least some of it. This was one I was a little bit, but I, I so I didn't know. I didn't see hard school live, but there's okay. a YouTube video within I don't know 10, 15 minutes. So I was following you know message boards and you know, of course then crazy. blew up once that happened. Seeing if you're as crazy as me, if you did the same thing for my show as I did for yours. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm usually yeah. It's so fun, man. It's 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 right. great. And, and Mike, you expected it. There was no doubt in your mind it was going to happen. I thought they were going to play a greatest hits set, and then they would play Hard School, and Absurd. Um, yeah. And um, but like, I'm not like I mean I'm a huge fan 
but like I'm not looking at the set list or any of that stuff, right? So I, I, I didn't really have, aside from that, have many expectations. And one thing I thought was really smart about the show, um, and I'm sure you'll get to the set list, but that he he didn't play like the, the songs that are really high in register early on, which is smart, right? Like he kicked it off with like, It's So Easy, Brownstone, uh, a bunch of songs that were in kind of the lower middle voice. Because you've seen, I'm sure we've all seen him where he comes out and they try to do Welcome to the Jungle is the second song or whatever. And that's like a really, he's 60 years old trying to hit those notes with the rasp. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah. And so I, I thought that that, the way that, he, that, the, that that set, the order of it really played to actual strengths. And I think that was potentially one of the reasons why, you know, it, it was as good as it was. But I think a lot of people need to take a step back about the set list and understand a lot of things that are at play because I'm not an actual, actual apologist. I'm a fan of him. I'm a fan of the band, but I'm a realist too. I am. Um, and I think I, if anything, I try to like understand, you know, if there is a bad performance or a frustration, I'm don't, like I have been there. Like I talked about the Hershey show where he battled through sound issues, like things like that. I don't get upset, you know, or it, say, it drives oh, me crazy that the, 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 the vitriol that he gets yeah. and the band gets on, on, Social media. It, I mean, it's crazy. He's 60 years old. He's in great shape. Uh, he's he singing his ass shape. off. I don't know what people expect. Uh, you know, like, you almost, it's, you're almost better off becoming famous when you're, like, 40. Because if you become famous <laughs> when you're, like, 25, like, I used to have hair down to here. I had my yeah. ears pierced. I was, like, yeah. a little tan. And I was in good shape. I'm not that guy anymore. So if I became famous now, I could probably live up to it when I'm 60. But, like, Axel was just, like, waif thin guy that was like gorgeous supermodel looking dude like 25 no one's gonna be like that unless they have tons of you know procedures like sylvester stallone and takes human growth hormone you know axel looks he's great and and i i just had to say that because it drives me crazy and i try not to post anything negative on social but there's a lot of times i want to tell people to fuck off you know when they make fun of him where I, I, I get into correcting people is just when they spay it, spell it A-X-E-L. And I guess it's <laughs> that, that's your one thing. <laughs> so, the, the asterisk, just because that's not going to create a very, like a, a, an argument that's going to be go overly negative. That's just me yeah, yeah. Like, correcting them. Yeah. And I, but I posted saying Axel isn't fat. Like he's not like that. I he's, he's absolutely lost weight. If you've watched over the, again, you also don't know why people gain weight. Maybe he's on medication. Maybe I think a hundred percent. I don't know him at all, right? No, but I've always speculated exactly. that, that he's on uh, antidepressants, and that's why everything's working, and he's happy. And if that dude's happy, I'm happy because I'm just a fan of him. And right. and I don't that give a shit what you know how heavy he is. Who cares? I know that could be the yeah. case. It could not be the case. It's like it comes to yeah, we're in this position of, of speculating, and that's what we, you know what you do as a sports fan. You know, you try to fill in the gaps that you don't have the answer to. Exactly. Axel doesn't answer. But, you know, when I hear from Doug Goldstein, and I don't know Axel's routine now, but during his tenure, his is a, a vocal prep was four hours. Yeah. So, I mean, when Crazy. people say, oh, he's got to practice, he's got to this, he knows what he needs to do. Yeah. So that's how I look at it. And, I, and the set list is shaped, as I love sports analogies, kind of like a baseball lineup. Totally. And he it's picks a, his moments, right? Smart. He picks his moments. He's not singing that raspy voice, the whole set. He cannot do that. Um, he did it for ACDC for some reason. I think um, it's shorter songs and it's a it short could be. set. I think but like in the set that we saw Baltimore, he picked his moments to use that and he can do it when he wants yeah. to. And when he's not doing that, he's using, you know, probably trained falsetto. 
think about that as, you know, football starting, you know, how many teams get st- uh, off to a slow start that have to like, it, it, you can only have so many pregames. Or you can't run in a, in a, in a, in a, like in, a, in an NBA game as fast as you can the whole game. You're like taking little breaks and working yeah. up. and yeah. Live is the only way sometimes to work out the kinks and to figure shit out. So it was really interesting. And, and Steve, I don't know if you were watching it at this time. And uh, Jeremy, you can tell me your, your visual of it. And same thing with you, Mike. It happened during Welcome to the Jungle. The beginning of the show was very, as we know, if you follow the set list, no, very standard. He sounded great. He, re- he did. That needs to be mentioned. He, nothing was off. I think his welcome is strong. Everything is great. But he's having some issues with his ear monitor. And you see a couple guys come out. He steps kind of towards oh, the back yeah. of the stage, you know, maybe to like, yeah, the back of the stage a little bit. But he's still visible singing into the mic. He's still singing. And a couple of guys are messing with his, his battery pack, messing with his ear. And then he, he kind of just waves them off. And then all of a sudden he, he takes his uh, ear monitors out and launches it to the side and waves his hand. No, to say no. Like yeah. almost the guy's safe. He's like, no more. And I'm like, whoa, that is some scary shit to be on the opposite end of that. Yeah. He finished the song without missing a beat, a lyric, yeah. anything like that. I and did see that, and it was interesting. I, I was a I was a nerdy stage crew guy in high school, and I was like, "Oh man, that is a tough gig right there." Because I just saw him run to the back. I didn't even realize the, that he was physically carrying a battery pack. Um, and I just all I, I didn't catch him throwing the uh, the earpiece or anything, but I I caught them messing with the pack on his back, and I was like, "That seems like a really rough gig." Um, and the other thing is, um, yeah, so so my wife thought, she goes, oh, do you think he's doing yoga with Duff? Because, the you know, it was lighter than, than we had seen him in a while, certainly since I'd seen him in 2006. And the other side of the coin is we went to Aerosmith in 2019. I've seen another band, you know, Aerosmith, Faith No More, Guns N' Roses. That's my my Mount Rushmore from since I was a little kid. And, um you know, so so Steven Tyler is like 130 pounds. I read a little bit about it. He eats like uh, four ounces of salmon and a, and a, and a hand, handful of rice for dinner. And that's scary and weird to see, too. So, you know, on the other end of the things, it's like you don't want him to be 125 pounds at 60 years old. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all the surgery that Steven's had. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy stuff. I mean, I mean some people um, are truly like that. It was you know, look, my, my fiance, most women hate me because I can eat anything. And I, I you know, I've waited the, the same as since my bar mitzvah. Like it just doesn't. <laughs> I have a, I have a little, bit of a, a little bit of a cookie belly. I got, cause I don't drink out of a beer belly, but I have a little bit of a cookie, you know, uh, sweet a burger belly, but that's about, it's not much of anything, but some people just need to work harder to keep it off. And I've just noticed if you go back, not even as far back as you mentioned, Jay, last time, since you saw them, I feel like since I saw him at Hershey Park, it looks like the shirt has gotten looser on him. Mm-hmm. It's just got, it looks it just, by the way, if Axel ever watches this, he's like, You guys are fucking psychos. <laughs> <laughs> that's already, that's, that's beyond. That's already beyond. That's what we should get into. Uh, Axel, are you okay? I noticed, uh, you know, during the fourth song that you like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what these are. These are deep dives, right? We're doing the deep dive. I know we are. Well, hey, but that's okay. Uh, uh, Brando, I wanted to say about the, um, I think you'll appreciate this joke. So I'm at the show uh, you guys are at and he's having the monitor issues and I see him throw and I lean over to my friend and I go, 
yeah. thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, a few years ago, that's what would have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you did see it. So what was your reaction when you saw I, I I thought what I like it was going to be thanks to the lame ass security. I'm going home, throw the mic, but he like channeled it and he came out and somebody on Twitter, I think Brando, you saw made a comment of like how hard it is. They said, it's like swimming with sharks when you don't have inner ear monitors. I imagine the stage just sounds crazy. Um, right. And so I thought, so he comes out, he did not, you're, you're right, Brando. He did not miss a pitch. He was perfectly on key and it fired him up. And it seemed like the rest of the night he was loose and he was into it, and he was super engaged and present. And when you see Axel Rose, and you know, and he's so legendary, and, and he's played so many shows, it's very easy for him to probably sleepwalk through a greatest hit set. But like to see him that engaged and present, like like we did in Baltimore. I mean, he was there, right? He was he was in the moment. He was joking around, yeah. uh, and I think even like and that's you know, and he played those new songs. So he was mentally, he was into it, man, and 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 you could feel that. I've, at least I did. Important, and I want to know, Steve, if you felt the same way in Columbus. And my fiance noticed it. Wow, he is super talkative tonight. Mm. Hey, Baltimore, you ready yeah. to rock? You know, he's just having just a grill. Other than that one, no, he was smiling. <laughs> Axel, he was, he was, you know, he was happy. So, Steve, do you? What was his mood then? Was he? Yeah, it was. It was. I think consistent with uh, the shows I've seen on this leg. Yeah, chatty, happy, just having a good time um relaxed so right again so different than even even then you know during the whatever new guns chinese democracy era whatever right i been at some shows where he was kind of cranky and whatever oh he's going back to his tent that was something else like i was thinking of this show like i mean he used to like 30 times he'd go back to that tent and i we i know brando you saw a couple of the acdc shows i axel dc or you, you saw one you know at, at mass square garden I saw a couple in Ohio. We were just lucky that they got, you know, those were makeup shows and uh, those shows were so amazing. But actually, ever since then, like he was so happy there and how he would just kind of hang out in the back and dance while Angus would solo and whatever. It seems like he's kind of taking it on with GNR too. Like he's just more like hanging in the back. Sometimes he'll go off stage or whatever, but a lot of the time he's just hanging, hanging out in the back. So, I mean, what a, I just respect him. Like, you know, the pressure of so much is on him and, and uh, just, I think where he's at is, it's, it's, as a fan, it's really cool to see it. It makes for a great show. Is that your picture behind you? That you took, by the way. This was, uh, yeah, this is from Detroit, uh, Detroit. I think that's 18. a great photo. That's yeah, great photo. that was front row, and uh, yeah, wow. I got, I snagged like a two thousand dollar VIP seat that like dropped at the last minute, you know, for I don't know three hundred or something. Wow, and, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get the swag that all the people around me got. These bags of stuff, but you know. For $1,700 last thing. I should say so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't help it as we all keep switching. If you Again, if you want to follow on, uh, on YouTube as well. Back. I'm going to have fun with this. Yeah, I have my, my GNR. God, there's some pressure now. Jeez, all right. Yeah. <laughs> got to find something else. Oh, oh no, man. You yeah. got a Twitter, you got a, a Twitter uh, candid that I didn't even know about. That's hard to top. Which one is the Twitter candid? Wasn't the, the Lincoln... Um, Oh yeah, that I, I made it black and white, and I made that as my Twitter background, just like a like a couple <laughs> hours ago. Nice. Um, <laughs> just because I think it's really cool, you know. It's like Axel, uh, Civil War. He's in DC. You know, we live in the area, and it's just like everything. So anyway. Oh, and I guess I have to give a, a shout out to uh, Franz and Roses who made me this meme that I'm putting up. <laughs> uh, I just watched Back to School today. It was on IFC today, oddly enough, with Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Triple Lindy. 
we got to get into this when we get to hard school, like, because why they didn't do with this with you, Steve, and Columbus, how they didn't have like a back to school special with this band. They love merch. All right. And I know we, we'll get into the vinyl and everything later, but back to school, like hard school rulers, uh, erasers, yeah. uh, trapper keepers, pens, uh, Crayola set. How is Pencil this? boxes. They all say back to F in school. This was like, <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Right. Yeah, I, I think that that's a good idea. You should talk uh, to uh, who is who's that? Fernando is he in charge of that kind of stuff? So uh, before I forget, and I, I don't, I had that one episode that I did. You know, don't ban me with with uh, Rick Dunford, and you know, if he wants to go to any more shows and risk his life getting beat up, like I, you know, as long as his wife doesn't leave him, whatever he wants to do with his life is fine by me. But <laughs> I love the guy. Uh, but I had oh, I, hold on, what is yours by the way? I almost want to keep calling you Jeremy, Jay. You're back. Yeah, right. it, either one, Jeremy or Jay. I usually, and sometimes when I hear Jeremy, I think it's my mom calling me for dinner. <laughs> I'm 11 years old, but um, that's okay. It is. It's on the. It's on the birth certificate. This is a unzoomed photo from the show. It might be estranged. Okay. I don't, I don't remember which background, but. So yeah. Anyway, but I didn't. I was kind of offline-ish. You know, that's why I couldn't do a podcast. But I saw. I don't follow GNR Reddit that often. You know, I'm not, I'm not a Reddit guy. Uh, I just, yeah, even with my GNR forum now, which I still love the guys over there, it's just, it's a lot, you know, to sit there and go through the forums like I used to, you know, and still, when I guess said, like I, I said, say to Rick, I'm like, I'm glad my soon-to-be wife doesn't leave me when I'm doing all this GNR stuff. Like there's only so much, there's only so much time I can, I can, uh, you know, I can, you know, assess to it, I give to it. Uh, but somebody criticized Fernando's managing style, made a whole post about it saying, is it time for them to step aside? Now they have new music. And Fernando responded to it saying 100% that's not going to happen. And it was a nice, you know, bands in a good mood, you know, we're, we're firing on all cylinders, all this stuff. And it was mainly, you know, positive responses. And Fernando responded to a couple people. And I responded at first, maybe a little frustration being like, Hey, do you mind cutting me some slack with the, uh, interview bands that I've talked to you or talked about before, you know, we'd love to talk to you off air, but I elaborated on that post. And just so everybody knows, it's just more of like, when you read that post, that is why I would want uh, Fernando or, or and that's my approach, honestly, to all interviews. People have no idea what's going on behind the scenes and to call for somebody's job. When you have, yeah. people, you have no idea, we joke about merch. We joke about trucks. I'm joking about trapper keepers. I don't know what the dude does, you know, like what Axel does behind the scenes. You just see what I'm sure you saw in Columbus, what we saw in Baltimore. That is a hard working band. Everything mm -hmm. in all cylinders, other than what we saw the, the earpiece. And what's interesting to bring it back all around to the show is that <laughs> we heard absurd. I, I'm trying to build this up, you know, in a certain way, which is already, it's an hour. It's built up enough already. <laughs> Now I got to change my background since we're getting into hard school. And this is like the whole point of everything. This is our life. Oh, here's another back to school, hard school. I forgot. Kudos to, I forgot who made this for me. This is Ronnie Dangerfield with hard school on the uh, billboard on the blackboard rather. So absurd gets played. And obviously we're all waiting for it. My fiance, she is, she knows she's got to take video. Uh, she knows I'm going to do my best on my shitty iPhone success, but she's going to take, you know, the, at least the quality sound of it all on her updated phone. And then there's a pause and Axel starts talking about, perhaps you may have heard this, this song. 
you know, it's on streaming platforms. We were going to play it earlier in the set when I, but I had a little snafu. So it makes you wonder when it would have been played. Yeah. And if ever, because you heard absurd and my, my fiance loves that song way too much. Pussy full of maggots. She loves it. And she doesn't like coma, by the way. So there, that, that's, mm. that's she's a Dave Matthews fan. So figure that one out. So then maybe, he, Dave, maybe Dave will cover absurd one day. Yeah, I almost, I almost shouted violin solo. <laughs> I think I joked about that on Twitter. I said, should I shout hard school at Dave Matthews at Jones Beach? <laughs> uh, random, random. One of my friends got kicked out of a Dave Matthews show. Same situation as you. His girlfriend really liked him. He hated them, and so he got really drunk and he just kept yelling, "Dave." Dave. And oh. they kicked him out of the show, which I kind of respected. I would. <laughs> was he kicked out of the relationship? I tried not to. No. I had a pot. I'm like, look, I was sitting there just watching it. I can't rock out. I'm not. I'm just like, this isn't my stuff. It's elevator music to me. Yeah. If I, I tweeted this also, and I needed this Baltimore show to clean, uh, cleanse my palate. I, tw- <laughs> I say, keep mentioning my Twitter since I was spent for sharing videos. Uh. <laughs> It felt every Dave Matthews song feels like five songs happening at once. And that was for two hours. So it's like, I'm hearing five songs at once for two hours. Like I'm, just like, I'm just trying not to pass out. Really? Like I'm just trying. The question is, the question Brando is which band has a larger touring ensemble at this point? Mm. Definitely Dave. Definitely. Dave? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe, uh, no, the the Chinese era of, of GNR. Oh, who knows? Maybe the use your illusion, Jerry. Uh, uh, I, like right. I feel like Dave, Dave yeah. probably also has the uh, the higher ratio of uh, khakis to sandals than GNR audience. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a I'm team sorry. in the sand crab. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I ask you guys uh, uh, something on on a hard school then? And I don't know, Brando, if you wanted to, you know, build, you know, going through this more, build up more. But did um. So, you know, we're nerds, we've been waiting for this moment, whatever, but like how, what did you see with the, the regular, you know, with the crowd overall, like were they just quiet sitting on their hands, getting beers. What was the reaction? So nobody was quiet the whole show. And as okay. I mentioned uh, in other reviews, mentioning how we are, we are the 5%, we are the 10%. Right, exactly. When Sweet Child of Mine, as we know, the, the whole intro, the right. says, I know it's coming. I'm like, all shit. Playing Sweet Child. holy shit, the plate Sweet Child of the Mine. You're surprised by this. Right. <laughs> and by the way, he is progressively since I've seen Axel with, with Slash getting back together. Sweet Child, November Rain, he has sounded progressively better. Those are songs just like with Heart School, which I'll talk about. It's weird to hear a song you're so used to hearing on a record lie for the first time because it's yeah. only gonna sound that way if you are full of shit you know that's why very few bands do one take on a record you have to right. do multiple takes it's just this is live that's it so that's that's also another point like oh hard some people are like oh hard school suck live no it didn't it was their first time live i was i was trying to shut up by the way and not sing along to it because i knew she was taping and i also went on my instagram to you know just to sh- i wanted to share it as as legally or whatever any way that i could my experience that's why i'm going not just for myself honestly i'm going to share the experience with people who follow the podcast with you guys because this is where we get it out you know i just bought more guns and roses shit you know i'm lucky that i have psychos like you guys out there my fiance doesn't (laughs) you know 
that she's a nut job for Dave Matthews, so she gets it. You know, and I like I said, I apologize to her for not rocking out the same way to Dave Matthews as she does to GNR. She loves standing up. She loves rocking out. It's it's awesome. It really is. It's something else. I didn't expect that. And again, likes hard school. I mean, likes uh, absurd, not coma. <laughs> but it was just amazing that I was just trying to tweet as much as I can. I know I was that guy. You want to experience it live and just have that. But it was also like, I just wanted to let the world know and let everybody know. And people were asking me, you know, as a podcast host, not like I'm Walter Cronkite, but you know what I mean? I felt like I had some sort of responsibility, I guess, the, the report there for you guys in, in a certain way. Uh, so that was my reaction. Looking around, everyone's just clapping. Like, I really didn't see anything. You know, people might not know the words to better still. Right, right. Not like that, but they, nothing. They probably didn't know Duff's version of, you know, they don't know the no. song. The, the, the only they, song I did notice a lull in was Sorry, but Sorry is kind of a mellow yeah. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other, so, other than that, uh, Brando's right. I mean, people were pretty into it. Um, so I actually went to Brando. Don't kill me. I went to get a beer during Absurd, but I was like on the floor, so it was like I could still watch. Okay. I, and I, I was surprised at how good that song sounds live, right? I mean, it's yeah. like it was rad. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so then I get I get a beer, and then I'm like, and then I'm walking towards, and then they start playing. He does an intro. I'm like, no way, they're gonna they're gonna play a hard score. I knew it. And then that's when I got all excited. And one thing I want to mention, and you pointed this out, when you see Axel live, I think. Um, the iPhone or whatever doesn't pick up <clears throat> some of the, the depth of his voice, even when he's doing the falsetto, it's not the full rasp. When you're there live, he, he sounded pretty good, even if, um, you know, on, on, on like, you shouldn't, uh, that's probably one of the reasons Axel's like, stop, don't film me and put it online, right? Because mm-hmm. I want you to see me in person because I sound better uh, instead of, you know, Internet Warriors Anonymous making fun of it. But I had the same reaction. I thought it sounded pretty good. And you could tell he was not even happy with the performance, right, when he finished. He goes, he made some comment of like, uh, right. I don't know what that was, but, uh, you know, yeah, it was something or yeah. Yeah. Know it, yeah. Is, but it was rock and roll or something. Yeah. The, and the energy on the floor was, was pretty high for it too. But I think that had as much to do with the timing. Um, mm. you know, I, if you're, so a lot of people on the floor were definitely the old hammer jacks crowd, but I think if you're a first timer and there were plenty, I mean, there was a, the guy next to me was, he brought his three sons or his son and his, their two friends. I don't know. They were very expensive seats for this was like they appeared to be around nine or 10 years old, very young. Um, and if you're a casual fan or you're a kid who's going with your dad or something, you're probably expecting an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. So the first half, everyone's up. Everyone's like, yeah, it's guns and roses. It's towards the back end that, that it starts to wane, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's understandable. You know, like you were saying about Dave Matthews if I'm going to a show just to humor a friend or a partner and, and it, it goes for almost four hours or something, <laughs> yeah. I, hey man, I didn't know it was a football game. That you was know? something else too. Cause Al, uh, I was Alex, I was going to Alex for some reason. Uh, Axel, he acknowledged what a great crowd it was and looking around, I would say, 90%, 85% full. And again, this times of COVID, you know, is there a, you know, a seat next to me that was empty? Some other, you know, not like full rows, not full sections really, but there were seats empty. But yes, uh, I noticed that there were people leaving towards the end. And yeah. as you're getting closer to 
11 o'clock. And it was just odd. I'm like, okay, is there an oil because uh, a noise ordinance? Because you're GNR all days, it doesn't matter. You're like, they'll end when they end. But now you're expecting them to end. I'm like, is Night Train it? You know, as it's 11 o'clock, okay, maybe it's 11, you know, 1130. Yeah. yeah. Do I, do I, know I don't know what the ordinances are now. I do know that first time I saw them in Baltimore and the last time they were at that arena, it made the Baltimore Sun that they paid the fine in advance. And it was a lot. It's a good fundraiser for the city. Um, <laughs> they paid the fine in advance to play late so they could go on at 12 and play until three in the morning. Um, so I... I I guess it might be midnight uh, for indoor shows. I'm not, I don't even, I, I'm not certain about that, but um, I was wondering too, when, it, when I realized it was like 10.55, I went, they're, they're not done. They're definitely not done. And, and I love, um, you know, they played Sorry Lot, Chinese Era, and I saw it a bunch of times. I saw it in Philly, but I, it had been a while. And I, I kind of like that. They have to know that's a, that's a calming, that's going to have yeah. a chill on the crowd. Yeah, like when, when Slash did that, by the way, guys, I mean, Brando, uh, you've seen more shows recently than I have. Howdy. Hi. Um, but Can recently, has Slash played that blues solo break at the other shows? Because it was like one of the greatest I, things I've ever seen in my life. I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. I got tears in my eyes. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that. That was so good. It was amazing. It was a Muddy Waters tune, I think, right? Yeah, I th- yeah, it was certainly part, yeah. And Axel told a story about how that was the invention of the power cord, right? Oh, yeah, because they started playing Link yeah. Rye. Because Link Rye, I think, lived in Maryland for a while. Uh, he might uh, even live in Baltimore. And that song Rumble from 1958, whatever, the first like power cord song before the uh, uh, the Kinks played, you know, You Really Got Me, Link Ray was mm-hmm. before that. So they played that. They even played Jimi Hendrix's Machine Gun at the end of Civil War. There's a lot of references that were really cool. That If you know a lot of these bands and music, you're like, oh, man, that's so right. smart, right? It really worked. I think everything flows together well, which was just when there were sound issues or earpiece issues, you're like, what's what may or may not happen tonight now? And yeah. the fact that he did do hard school. And then I guess there's two things here. What before we go to the encore, which surprised me in itself how long it was and what they threw in. Because at the Hershey show, that was the paradise city. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I've experienced the, the, the spectrums of shows uh here. I and by the way, this if you're a new listener, I never do this. I've never been to more than one show on a tour leg. This is rarefied air, you know, for me. I, I, I my fiance goes to everyday Matthew show. I, I just, I don't know. I like, I go to one show and I usually get exhausted and that's it. But this, this time around, it's been fun. And I have a, a tour, uh, you know, a concert buddy finally. Uh, but what surprises, because I, for, for me, a shadow of your love caught me off guard for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Steve, you got it. And, Wow, that's that's such a good song. And to I see, love that live. So, what did you see? Like, where were you sitting at in Columbus? And you, uh, such a special moment during Shadow, did the chorus of it. Uh, I'm wondering if they did it at your show too. Axel and Slash singing into the same microphone. It, it it's funny you say that because I noticed, and I even said that to my friend. Um, Axel kind of went up to him because I know, uh, like, uh, the only time I'd seen that live was in Detroit. I think it was 2018, and and I waited for that moment, and it happened there. Uh, where Slash sings back up. And um, in Columbus, Axel kind of went over to Slash, like to to do that part. And Slash just kept playing. And I, I didn't even see like Slash look at him and like not, you know, say no. It's just he wasn't aware of that. Um, 
So no, the, the answer is no, they didn't do it in, uh, in, in, in Columbus, but apparently they did in Baltimore. And I thought Axel was, was ready in Columbus to do that. That's funny. Probably. Uh, and you guys will have to, so I don't forget and remind me, there was a song that they almost collided. I think that there was, <laughs> Axel was he likes to walk backwards for whatever reason. And I'm just like, don't do that. Why do you do that? And I think he was doing that and slash was coming across and they almost, it was almost a catastrophe. Like they <laughs> just miss each other, at least from my perspective. I but, was, I didn't see the near collision. I was surprised with shadow of uh, shadow of your love. I, uh, in full disclosure. So, um, you know, we drank a little bit at, uh, lunch and then we got there. It was, you know, we'll drink seltzers, like, especially for a long night. Like, Oh, I can't just puff up with Bud Light, Budweiser or even Bud Light. So, but at the arena, they made you, if you bought a seltzer, buy a shot with it. It was, and I said, can I just get the seltzer? And they said, you can, but it's going to cost you the same. And we're going to give the shot to someone. So when they put on, so when Shadow of Your Love came on, I thought it was absurd at first because I was starting to get kind of crossed up. Um, and, and then I, I like halfway through it, I think Olivia might have videotaped it. And halfway through it, I'm like, oh no, no, this is Shadow of Your Love. <laughs> so, I love that story. That's funny. Yeah. I like that too. So oh, I guess only kids. in Baltimore, right? They're going to make you buy a shot. They uh, made with, us buy uh, a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I just want a lemonade. Sorry, man. You're going to have to get a natty bow and some whiskey. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. Nice. Nice, man. Yeah. Uh, any other surprises, I guess, or favorite moments during the show? Because I've just mentioned it. It might have been the best. November rain was really special because uh, he was looking out on the crowd, really smiling. And it seemed like he was really absorbing the people around him and, and his. I know there's a certain very positive aura. Yeah. And I know uh, Jay and Shauna, uh, they kind of made fun of his hat. You know, he had like some, uh, I don't know, Pirates of the Caribbean. But, you know, the hats that he wears. But oh, I, big, I, I, I think he rocked it with the feather in the back. Yeah. But he he was feeling November rain. Uh, you know, Sweet Child killed it. You know, Welcome's always great. But Shadow before. Um, and then, yeah, Sorry. I was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. I was like, really? That's you know, what I really was like. All right, this is a this is a pretty special show because we were lucky to get two new songs and 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 have the debut and adding you know the adding stuff back and getting a strange back and Madagascar is like yeah. probably, oh that was great I love yeah. that but, I love Madagascar and, and, and playing that in, was like, man and they playing that in Baltimore right uh, with all the the stuff going on with the cops and everything and then having the background the Martin Luther King speech. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was more impactful than if it was other places. I felt yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, go ahead, Jeremy. Well, just, uh, just another highlight for me was estranged, and um, but during the video, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do a lot with it because it sounds like I'm singing because I just nerded out and it's it's me until it goes to the high notes and then I don't even, <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I just. You know, that's a personal favorite. I think it's in and out of the set. Some, you know, is it in every every show? I think so. Is is it? it is now. It is now. So I just, um, I think maybe they weren't doing it all the time with the old lineup. So it was just great to hear it. They weren't doing it with the old li lineup. And I think yeah. they brought her back when DJ joined. I want it. That maybe, seems about right. Yeah. Bumble, yeah. I don't know. It was, but they yeah, I think Bumble did the slash part, but yeah, that, that seems Isn't about the, right. Yeah. The GNR mythology that that song is about Steven Adler. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Yeah. It's not, I thought I obviously I guess it's not. I thought it was yeah. uh, I was about Slash at first. Oh, could be, could be. 
I, I think oh, I think hard school's about slash. That's my my. I, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he didn't want to play like progressive nine inch nails right, kind of exactly. stuff. He yeah. wanted to like play old school. But then people tell me they thought it was about Izzy. Could be. So um, point being, Axel, you want to come on and explain your yeah. songs? <laughs> yes. You, know, you may not know, but you're invited to come on the podcast. <laughs> but, uh, at the beginning that it was about lower education, I thought. Yes, yeah, yes. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, hey, a, a highlight in Columbus for me, and this went to, uh, watching the Welcome to the Jungle on the previous, like uh, the previous uh, shows in this leg. I, I think Welcome to the Jungle was my favorite song of the show. Certainly one of them. And I, would, I don't think I'd say that for any other show, maybe in the first one I went to in 06. And I mean, I love the song, but just everything in that slash that 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 kind of slow build into the into that opening riff and i think they have slowed the tempo down and axel like he, he kind of hits the right parts i don't know it just seems like he's kind of he's kind of figured it out like how to maximize with you know his voice oh god i loved jungle the other night it was just so good i don't know what you guys thought about baltimore i i, I noticed that as well um like it was much better when he played it than when it sounded at fedex field uh it was noticeable so I, yeah. I think you're onto something. Um, so for me, a couple of the highlights that we didn't mention was I thought Civil War, which is not my favorite song, was inc- awesome. Yeah, yeah. They kicked the crap out of that song. And then I think, as, as, as Steve, you and I agreed, that that Slash solo was like, oh. Oh, I love it. I love oh. Slash. <laughs> and then uh, the, the stuff that caught me off guard would be like, like at the end, they played Night Train. Like that, to me, that's like a song you'd play in the first five songs. Like the, I'm like, what? They're playing Night Train now? Oh man, when is the show gonna end? This is crazy. But like, <laughs> you're not upset because it's so good, right? Right, right. And then they went into Don't Cry, which su- surprised me. And then, uh, yeah, man, it was it was an epic, epic show. I um, good for you for not watching the set list because it I is ruined for me because oh yeah, you know, yeah, I don't yeah. have that willpower. Yeah, I. I mean, because hey, I've been to shows, and yeah, I guess I gotta read the forms and everything. <laughs> I know Night Train is the song before the encore, and I'm yeah. thinking, yeah. all right, at least we got hard school. If you want to play the seeker, go for it. Yeah, you know? and I like that. I do like it. I, that's I want to uh, uh, elaborate on. I think I, I, I know I actually really enjoyed Wichita Lineman, and I think it's really cool to do a tribute to Glenn Campbell because. Thanks for that guy me. is one of the best musicians of all time. He was an incredible guitar player. If you want to watch somebody just shred like crazy, watch, you know, just YouTube Glenn Campbell and you'll see. And, and in the background visual of the telephone wires, it was very, mm-hmm. really cool. That I'm glad you, yeah. uh, you mentioned that because that, and I've gone on record by saying, I hope that's on the record. Yeah. I think that is a phenomenal song. I like that. <laughs> My fiance goes, why are they sitting down? Well, it's either going to be patience or Wichita Lyman. And then they mm-hmm. did Tall Lime and then Patience. So I kind of like that and breakdown patience. in the middle of it. Yeah. And actually, I just I noticed something. I don't know if you guys picked up on this. I felt like Axel mixed, missed his cue on Patience and whistled too long. Did you, <laughs> did you pick up pick up on that? Oh, and I'm like, dude, he's like, but he kept whistling. And it, and it also struck me how hard it must be to play a live show in front of thousands of people and whistle. Like just <laughs> doing that. It's hard. That. We were talking about that, that neither of us. <laughs> yeah. I get like nervous and like I can't whistle though at all. I'm oh, I didn't okay. catch any any uh, whistling uh, whistling mishaps, but I, you know I, I the, the seltzer and the shots. Um, but I, I did have notes that you were he was time like, traveling. I like to call that time traveling. Right, right, exactly. I was time traveling a little. I did think he was intentionally singing behind 
um, or, or maybe not intentionally on Madagascar. He was like behind the music a little bit. So he's um, like in a pocket. Yeah. 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 But sometimes singers like to do that and change it up. And I have no idea, but, um, the other two big things for me, I, I mean, Slash's solos have been getting progressively more fun and, and interesting. Um, and these are just minor things from the reunion shows, but um, the trifold on Live and Let Die, Axel Slash, Duff, uh, they put it up on the screen and it's, yeah, it, you, you know, it's just a cool visual. I, I like the stock image stuff, but that was just really cool. Shit, that's when I went I to agree. take a piss. <laughs> I missed it. that? Yeah. yeah. No, I usually, I'm like, live or let die. I've heard this. I can go to the bathroom real quick. Oh, I do that knocking on heaven's door. But you can, oh, nice. Yeah. You can do a number two during that one. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, the, the, the trade-off of this. I thought the trade-off of the solos was very tasteful because sometimes they can play that song and you're like, seriously, how many guitar solos are you guys going to play? And I thought it was yeah. just the right amount with Richard and him going back and forth. It wasn't as long as some of the stadium yeah. shows. It was like a half an hour. But um, And then... I think Frank does an awesome job on Double Talk and Jive, which I just love. Oh, yeah. The set. But he adds yeah. the China symbol to it. Which but is you're not- like a drummer, right? I, I saw that in your background. It, he seems like he's gotten better with the band. Yeah. More and more, right? He was more on time, I thought, this time around. And, yeah. and then adding the Chinas in, maybe he's been doing that for the whole tour, but I put a note on it. I've been listening to the album version. There's no China symbol on the album version. So mm-hmm. it's cool. But shout out hey, Jay, if, if you're a drummer, do you feel that that Frank, since Duff has come back, has like gotten... I, 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 I've read about that. Matt Sorum or somebody said something like Duff has been working like when he when he's in a band, he he'll take the drummer aside and he'll just like drill it. And oh, I yeah. wonder why, if that. OK, yeah. yeah, yeah. And him and Steven did that early on to like funk music and Prince. And that's I knew why, that. Yeah. Yeah. So I makes think that's sense. yeah, no, that makes sense. I uh, I mean, there was a couple of shows where I thought he's he's playing almost ahead of the, the song on a, on a few yeah. things. And some of the big songs where you're like, you know, and they're coming out and granted, you have to take that first song and adjust yourself, but sometimes they'll come out on it so easy. And you're like, he's, he's a half step of, in front of the band. Did, yeah. Is, did, one time yeah. when they played, they played in silver spring, like, uh, like 2016. Yeah. Uh, the Washington post writer who was in this band uh, called the dismemberment plan. He's a, he's a nice guy and he's a good writer. But he tore them a new asshole in the review in the Washington Post because of the, the drummer. He was making, like, and in, in the fact that Axel had these, like, you know, TJ, TJ Ashball kind of, like, fill-in-the-blank players. But I remember that was one of the criticisms. Wow. In yeah. The post. Yeah. And that was Frank? Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, but I think it's, it, it sounded great this time around. I didn't notice the drums ahead of anything. Um, okay. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. As a non-musician... I never noticed the drums like that unless it's like soloed out, you know, the beginning. Well, you'll just, you'll be like, man, that song sounded awesome versus, oh, it's okay. Right. It's like, yeah, it's such it, a difference, dude. It, it like drives I the guess, whole song. I guess yeah. so. As I'm watching Frank the whole time, it's like, yeah, everybody else kind of gets a little bit of a break, you know, or slash not as, a, as, a, as intense on one song as he is in another, but Frank right. the whole time, the whole three and a half, almost three and a half hours. <laughs> when I, and when I had him on, which hopefully won't be my last current GNR interview, He's like, they're doing four-hour rehearsals. Yeah, and I heard that, yeah. I think it was Susan Holmes McKagan who put it on her Instagram. It was a really cute video. It was nice. It was um, it was Duff sitting around a table with Melissa yes. and, and Frank and Dizzy, I believe, and they're all singing the yep. harmony of Madagascar together. Maddie, yeah. Well, that, I thought that was really cool, you know, to, to see. Those are things I love to see, you know, my I, band do. 
I, right? I, Brando, I bet I watched that 20 times. That was so cool just to see that few second clip. Yeah, exactly. It's like, what? we're getting the best stuff from uh, the wives, you know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Megan. Girlfriend. Dude, yeah. Megan liked one of my, my comments. I was like, oh, my God. Woo! I'm this close to meeting Slash. I love <laughs> going these shows. I know, right? I love going to these shows and seeing Megan or Susan on the side taking their pictures. And then I know that's going to be on your Instagram later. <laughs> so we stop. That's very but, cool. Uh, but yeah, I was Wichita. I was happy just when I once I got to hard school, I was happy. I couldn't wait. I almost couldn't wait for the show to be over and just to talk about it and everything. And I didn't want to keep staring at my phone and just enjoy the show. But you know, it was around 11 o'clock. Knew it was going to end at some point and just didn't. I thought it would be two songs. But yeah. when they came out with Madagascar, you know, I still think that the first time I saw that was with Buckethead. And then just to see Slash play that now, it's just wow. And there's also part of me, and I go back and think when they also added Sorry. And, and this is no complaints, but how come, how come he, like, I would like to know why those two songs said, like, maybe Pretty Tied Up or Bad Obsession and acknowledge yeah. the 30th anniversary of User Illusion that came and went, you know? So it's just a, one of those things, or when he eventually went to Don't Cry, part of me thought that he would acknowledge uh, Shannon Hoon because it was his birthday on that day. Oh. Didn't do it, no big deal, whatever. But those are things that I, maybe you guys also think about. Uh, so what did you think about the the encore then? What they added? You were you were surprised that it went right? Madagascar, Don't Cry, Seeker, and then of course Paradise City. Four song encore. Yeah, I, I was surprised that Don't Cry was still in. I knew it was in um, the previous, like I think in the Cleveland show or the uh, the Columbus show, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not. It's another one that's not short. You know, it's, uh, it's like seven minutes at least, right? Um, right. Madagascar was just super excited about that was the only one they had in the set. Um, when I saw them on a festival show at louder than life in 2019, that I was geeking out in, in the GA and and everyone else was like heading for the exits. Um, I was surprised it was on there too, but, uh, I, I, I like the seeker. I didn't know it previously. I'm a casual who fan, uh, you know, grew up listening to classic rock with my dad and everything, but, um, I, I, I guess they, what, that's, is that like a vocal warm up? I have no idea. Um, but it was cool. I mean, and the, definitely, I mean, the only, the crowd waned a little. It's Sunday night. If you couldn't get Monday morning off, that's a little bit tough. The only people I felt badly for, I mean, big ups to the guy next to me for bringing three children at, to $300 <laughs> seats. But I felt bad for those kids because they, the last hour or so, they were just like, are they? You know, I mean, they were dead behind the eyes and, they, you know, they were like eight years old. So. You're right. There are a lot of people that were leaving. I'm like, Paradise City hasn't happened yet. But yeah, yeah Sunday night. And well, you know what? This is the early they came on at eight o'clock. Exactly. Eight o'clock. Like this band. Like, Think about it. They wouldn't come on until midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. And now they're, co- they're coming on early in there. Yeah, well, they're playing late. Whatever you get, it's like uh, extra innings baseball. You get your free <laughs> baseball. You get free music. That's the way I look at it. But yeah, a lot of people were were moving and uh, towards the end. But whatever, I got to move around more. It didn't really. Uh, yeah, matter. my my like one of my feet started going numb. I mean, it was a long show, right? And then uh, I you know I actually did go to work the next day, and uh, man, that that was that was rough, but that was <laughs> worth it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the you. encore. It was. I was. You know. You heard what I said. I was. I was surprised. I didn't look at the set list, and I didn't know what they were going to play. And I kept thinking, "All right, Paradise City. Okay, Paradise City." And then, and then, like I would, you couldn't get annoyed because it's like, oh, they're playing "Don't Cry." How are you going to get annoyed by that? You know what I mean? Right, or, right. or Madagascar, which they knocked it out of the park. And so it was just like happy surprise after happy surprise. And then, uh, and then finally they played uh, "Paradise City," and uh, it, was, it was great. And he threw the whistle into the crowd. I know. He did a lot of the, the shtick that he does, like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, Dizzy Reed. He didn't say ladies and gentlemen, but he said, Dizzy Reed on piano. Like, he always does that during uh, a strange, right? Strange. He does, said uh, it. On the piano, Mr. Dizzy Reed. Yes, exactly. See, yeah. I, it's so bad. I say all the things that he says live. You know, like when he does, you could be mine. He doesn't say with your ass in the air. I say it because he said it on the live era, you know. But oh, so, okay. Those kind of things. He goes, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about when he goes with your ass, you know, you know I'll be calm late at night with your, whatever. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to ruin the song. for everybody. <laughs> But you know what I mean? There are certain things that he says. Oh yeah. It's uh, a super uh, fan. It's that's, that's some of the fun stuff to like look for. Right. Um, like, you know, when he said, what's so silver about war anyway? I mean, I've been saying that kind of ironically for like 20 years and I'm like, is he going to say it? And he is, I, me and my buddy were like, yes, it's, yeah. it's almost like some type of OCD kind of like thing that I just need to like, I need it scratched. And when he said that, I was like, all right, or, I can breathe. It's part to me. It's part of the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. beat it during Paradise City, right? Beat it. <laughs> That's always something exactly. to wait for. Also on live air, I believe. Yeah, all of that. And, give me some uh, reggae. Oh, I was waiting some, for give yeah. me some reggae. I was waiting for that one. I'm like, I, I'm not going to say that. Um, I was hoping you'd say smoke him if you got him. All right. I didn't do that. <laughs> I don't think I realized though how long it was until my again my Dave Matthews loving fiance says this might be the longest concert I've ever been to, <laughs> which is how I felt after Dave Matthews, which was I don't know maybe like an hour and a half two hours, but I was such an asshole. But uh, yeah, I had no idea, and you're right, Mike. That yeah, I, I'm not gonna complain to Don't Cry. I don't know the last time I feel. I don't know if I heard that live. I forget. I don't know if we. Uh, she goes like, do we hear coma before? I don't know if we've heard that before. So I have to go back and, you know, I'm going to put this out in the ether. Maybe you guys know uh, people who are smart uh, in, in the technical world and know how to make apps. So there's an app for Dave Matthews fans that you put in a set list and it will. And I know there's setlist.com, but this will tell you very easily when the last song, what shows, what, shows, what line was last played, you know, uh, Dave uh, Matthews. The percentage oh. that you've seen, you know, how many songs has this song been played live? So I, if anyone can make that for Guns N' Roses, you know, just uh, give me a, a shout out. You know, that'd be you cool. I think we've all seen Coma live, right? They played that at uh, in Las Vegas when I went, like the the second show when they got back together. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought every show up until this leg it had been played, That's other good. than like the Troubadour and I don't know, maybe some odd shows like you know other odd shows, but. They probably didn't play it when he went to Austin. I think it was off the festival list. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because the festival shows were an hour shorter. That's why. (laughs) That's just a good cut. It just Uh, occurred to me uh, about one thing that this show seemed like. It seemed like this band was playing, and they were going to debut the new song, and then at some point they had this giant set list. And so often, right, they don't play all the stuff on the set list, and then someone takes a picture of it, and then you see it, and you're like, dude, why did they play that? That They were just like, fuck it. We're going to play everything on the set list tonight. It was yeah, like that no, show, right? Right. I, I was starting to think we were going to get pretty tied up at some point. I was like, mm. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that on the, on the list at some point? 
it's a sound it's a they played at sound check sometimes oh man that'd be cool yeah yeah but, um, after now see that's what i know i'm like i have no real complaints you know at all you know it was it was amazing it was kind of like i'm still kind of in awe that i saw right now i like that. your screen <laughs> yeah so yeah if you're watching on zoom right now i've been uh every so often changing my background and right behind, i don't know when this picture was taken you know i don't know who these women are i'm sure they're axel's friends but axel's in the uh, jacuzzi with two women around his uh, arms they're, and his, they're classmates from the hard school yeah and there's a little uh cameo from tommy stinson uh, there so <laughs> oh yeah they're all hanging out i see a uh, third woman's legs maybe i don't know i'm sure they're all... the uh the model that took the jewelry man that might be uh that might be evidence in the case <laughs> i remember that <laughs> wasn't it like a hundred thousand dollars worth or thousand dollars worth of jewelry uh stolen like when he passed out whatever time that was i didn't know about that hopefully not no. was that hopefully not that's not one of these girls no i doubt it i doubt it but uh, <laughs> the nice thing you know the other nice thing is uh being being in town for the show i you know you always we know that paradise city is the hard stop it's the end of the set um and there you know as as much as it's like you know that traces all the way back to probably the first show we saw um but when I'm, you know, when I was at MSG, I'm like, I got to go get the train. When I, when I was, when I'm driving, it, Paradise City is my, my cue. I've seen it a billion times. I know, you know, it's not one of the songs I'm just dying to hear. But when they were in town, I got to watch them throw stuff at the end. You know, that was. Oh, yeah. you nailed it. I see. That's the difference. Right. And so like my friend could not leave fast enough. Right. Yeah. After that, yeah, yeah. after Paradise City was done, he's like, I'm like, where are you going, dude? And then I had to watch on Twitter. Was it Megan? took the video of them like throwing pics and stuff. And I was like, damn, I would have liked to be there, but it's, it's a school night, you know, we were so. chilling, but uh, it went for so long that Olivia thought like, maybe there's something after this. So I was like, no, there's, there's nothing after this. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, there shouldn't be, we did wait just to see, you know, uh, that watch them come out and bow and yeah, you know, just everybody. I mean, everybody loved it. I mean, there's yeah. People watch on as I posted some videos on on Facebook, and there's a few. Most well, part, it's positive comments, but a few people thinking, "Oh, he doesn't sound great." Go to the show. You weren't there. No yeah. one there is complaining. Everyone there is having such a good time, you know. And it's all ages, whether it's the three uh, eight year olds, yeah, you know, those people that were at Hammerjacks back in the day. You know, everyone is there having a, a good time and leaves. You know, uh, having a good time, you know, if they stayed for all three, almost three and a half hours. But again, it was a school night. So I, I do understand. Yeah, no. <laughs> and somebody somebody at my work was like, hey, what was the audience like? Was it all old people? And I'm like, no, nah, man, it was like it was great. It was like a great balance. I mean, Guns N' Roses is probably one of these bands because, I mean, anybody that watches a football game ever has heard Guns N' Roses. You know what I mean? They play their music everywhere. And, and I think that they're just kind of like a generational band that there's always going to be new kids getting into them. And so I think their concerts are always going to be a mishmash of like old, you know, it's very cool that the old, to see the old Hammerjacks people, but to see the younger people too, it's just, I think they're, they're one of those bands that will always be like that. Yeah. That's, that's when I said, when I started this podcast, one of the reasons was yeah, not just because they're my favorite band, but because everybody knows who they are. You know, I, I, I think, you know, Jay, as we were talking about earlier, when that guy came up to us saying, like, the girl couldn't name five Guns N' Roses songs. I'm, I'm like, I'm sure she named a few, you know, and everybody can name a few. You didn't have to be five, you know, yeah, five true. should be, I guess, you know, can name all the radio hits. But I would have given her a pass if she named, you know, two or three. That, that's fine. You can't name any. 
then I don't know. You need to have an MRI because I don't know how I, you. I wrote about I wrote about baseball for years. You know, I had it published, and I never made it past T-ball. So you know, this this gatekeeping, it's yeah, so outdated and kind of gross. Yeah, man. like he as soon as he started talking, I kind of like backed away. So and I and I felt badly because I watched you kind of take the brunt of it with that guy. <laughs> Well, but, I want hey, to, you know, hey, in Columbus, I, I mentioned earlier, I went with three of my three good friends. Like we lived in this neighborhood for 10 years around the same block. So I know them well. One of them had seen them in 91. The others had never seen the other two had never seen them at all at all. And just getting to go to the show, I purposefully uh, went. I, I went. I sat where I could see them like in front of me, you know, between between me and the stage and um just seeing how excited they were was wow. It made me realize because I go to a lot of concerts. I'm sure all you guys do too. But GNR is different, right? I'm just it's just I'm nerding out. It's more intellectual, or I don't know how to how to say it. It's yeah, just yeah. so sometimes it's it's almost like you don't almost it's almost like I don't enjoy it in a way. And just seeing <laughs> them and the sheer fun they were having. One of them goes up to me afterward because he knows I've been a GNR fan forever. He's seen me, you know, travel all over the place to see him, and he goes. I get it, Steve. I really get it. I can't believe that. And then, and then someone goes, I can't, I can't go to bed. You want to go to Waffle House? So that's what we did, you know, and we just talked about the show and, and everything. I mean, it was so good. They, they traded pictures and videos for two, three days. After. That's awesome. like, Look at this one. And remember this and remember that. And I mean, they just had such a great time, which made me have a, a, yeah, a better time. So totally what it's all about, man. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Nobody was complaining that Axel, you know, didn't hit a specific note or this was not was or wasn't on the set list. Right. It was just a great time, which is why I like them back in from 88, you know, back in the beginning. And it was just kind of cool to, to see that with them. Let's talk about this as this is obviously an extended as that Baltimore was an extended show. This is an extended episode. Let's just talk about hard school. The song itself came out. I talked about it by myself you know, uh, on the previous episode, but that's not good enough. So I want to talk to you guys about it. You know, do you like it? What do you think? This was a rumored song for so many years that, you know, was leaked and it, it finally came out and it's real. It's not, it's not something we had to get through our, our Rick Dunsford, her buddy. <laughs> this is something that they actually, you know, legally put out. So, so, so like uh, with, with Guns N' Roses, I, um, I didn't follow any of the leak stuff. I, I treat, uh, I respect that, like, as a musician, if you don't want people to listen to something, there's probably a reason for it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, to me, Hard School is a completely new song, right? And so, when I listen to it, I'm just listening to it like a normal person. I'm not like, oh, my God, I like the version with Buckethead or whatever. Like, you know, who gives a shit? But so, when I heard it, I, th I think it's a really good song. Like, I listened to it, and I was kind of, like, trying to wrap my head around it. Um, and then the second time I listened to it, the chorus... I got the earworm, right? The earworm, I got stuck in my head. And then like I would, and I started, I listened to it like 10 times in the day, you know? And um, it, it, it's the chorus is, is great. And in, in hearing Slash uh, play with him again on something new. Um, I mean, it's so stupid that they wasted all those years. You know what I mean? Um, they're just, you know, peanut butter and chocolate, those two guys. Um, anyway, I like it. It's great. Good song. Right on. Uh, Jay, what did you think? Think about it. I know we spoke about it personally, but yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I, I didn't listen to, I don't listen to the unreleased stuff much. I, you know, I, but um, so I wasn't super familiar with uh, Silkworms when when Absurd came out, and that is, it's dense and it sounds like it kind of splits the difference between Chinese democracy and uh, like down on the farm, 
um, spaghetti incident stuff. Hard school sounds more use your illusion basically, or it, you could even see it on side two of uh, Appetite. Or Shadow of Your Love, and that would be the other song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that, that could have gone, some, those could have been slotted in somewhere after My Michelle or something like that. And, uh, and I get that. That's really cool. It doesn't seem as dense. And maybe because I'm such a DNR nerd, I like the density because I'm going to spend the next 10 years listening to it. You know, So um, I, I like them both. I get why people like Hard School more and think it's the better single. But, you know, I, I actually kind of prefer Absurd. That's on their official Facebook. That is overwhelmingly not the response. But, <laughs> you know, what about you, Steve? How do you feel about uh, Hard School? Yeah, I um I don't think I have the integrity of Mike and Jay here because every uh, you know leak I've listened to a hundred times and all that kind of stuff. So it was a, the last uh, uh, it was eighteen or nineteen when all those those things leaked. Um, I'd say Hard School was my favorite of all of the of all of the songs, and so was was excited about it. And um, I really I, I liked the the demo version that was there, and um, like this one. Two. I mean, you got you got a Duff intro added on to it, right? What song couldn't it doesn't get better with a, a Duff intro? You got some slash guitars, but I, I think it's uh, just like Jay said. You know, it is. I, I agree completely. You know, it's an illusions, maybe like a side two appetite uh, type song, and um, so yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's you know maybe someday I'll get to see it live uh, and uh, <laughs> miss my chance there, but uh, I, I think it's got to be great live. You know, it's just one of those songs that's going to be a lot of fun to see and uh, you know maybe more. Uh, I don't know if mainstream is the right word or more. You know, than absurd. Than absurd. Um, uh, so, but uh, yeah, I I like it and hey, it's cool. It's cool to see our, our favorite band putting out new music. Yeah, it really is, and it is mainstream because they're playing at, at the station uh, that I work at, Q one hundred four three. They play. I confirmed, like I just didn't want to believe it. Almost. Oh, I mean, I wanted to believe that it was coming out, but I needed like every sort of confirmation I could get. So I asked my program director. So are we de uh, debuting uh, Hard School tomorrow? Yep, midnight. Then every two hours after that, including your bonus uh -huh. gift. Like, oh great <laughs> so uh they, now, did you play absurd brando did did you play no, absurd when it came out no, too okay no. i, I mean that's a rock song so that makes sense yeah you know? it would be yeah i think the, i think the pussy full of maggots might not be uh you know radio friendly i don't right. know i don't know if there was an edited version you know cats full of worms you know it, daddy I, what's <laughs> pussy full of maggots uh uh sit down son <laughs> i know but i mean there are you know, very dirty songs on the radio now. You know, uh, just looking at any uh, Cardi what B. What ass? Song. P. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So I mean, you can edit it, but it, it's it's if you don't know Guns N' Roses, the Chinese Democracy, Guns N' Roses, right. it is such a jarring song. It is like, what is this? You don't even take the time to listen to yeah, it. It's an experimental <laughs> song, and it and it's cool, and it's kind of like it's very it's like an art kind of thing, and which I do. Yeah. Um, but it's also not like for you know, it'd be like. I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of a great example, but like, you know, something like Nine Inch Nails would do or something that's not necessarily mm -hmm. going to be on the radio, which is cool, right? I mean, Guns N' Roses yeah. purposely put out a song that was polarizing. And I think that's kind of like punk rock of them. Like, you know, yeah. like, we don't care. Here's a song. Yeah, and, I agree. Uh, take it or leave it, asshole. <laughs> you know, you want to reach out online? song <laughs> in you. 13 years, you know? 13, yeah. Between, um, you know, what was that? 2008 with Chinese Democracy. Mm -hmm. It was. It, it would be really jarring to 
if you weren't familiar with Chinese even, or, you know. There are people who still refuse to listen to Chinese. They think, you know, they say, oh, it's just an Axel album. Just just listen to it. Just listen to it. And I think that, like, when I think about the band meeting they probably had, I think that, like, Axel was probably like, here, by the way, as we were doing before, we're totally playing, like, game day quarterback, right? We have no idea. Uh, But they're like, all right, here's all these songs that I've, I've written and kind of put together since we kind of broke up. Pick out the ones that you like, and let's just give it a shot. And for whatever reason, I feel like Slash and Duff are like, dude, absurd, man. Silkworms. You know, I'm totally on board. I got this part. And then same with uh, Hard School. And, and, and I think that the fact that they chose those songs or are on board with them, um, you know, gives them credibility. And, and, and as a band, they made the decision to put that out, which I respect. And I, I think it's cool. And, and he, I had Jay. But they, that was actually in works before, like during the early, early Chinese sessions, right? That, that uh, Duff and Slash were still around for early, the hard school first. Oh, school. really? Okay. Um, yeah. I, I think not silkworms, but I think for hard school, I'm not, I'm not sure. I thought that was, yeah, I think I read something like that too. It was like, um, yeah, that, that was like in between uh, like 95 or 96 or something like that. It was like before Slash had like officially, you know, facts yeah, in his resignation. When he was still wandering in occasionally, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was the interesting thing. There was uh, an old Howard Stern interview because this is like where the name Jackie Chan came from. I guess when they were, you know, Slash and Duff hadn't left yet, but they were so on the, on the obviously on the verge of breaking up uh, that they were going to work on a song for a Jackie Chan movie. And we're assuming that's what this is because the uh, I'll use a, a borrow a phrase from Susan McKagan, the bits and bobs that have leaked over that. It sounds like what this became art school and that being said how no matter how long ago this yeah, who cares song yeah was formulated the first ideas who gives a shit seriously it's now it's out now and this is the product now like you don't have to say like yeah it would be cool yeah today axel slash and doff after they visited the lincoln memorial they're all playing you know hungry hungry hippos together and they're writing together <laughs> they're all holding hands you know in the very moment but if there's parts old parts this happens all the time, especially with this band. November Rain wasn't new. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't new when they were on The Illusion. So I, people like there's too many articles that said this was a Chinese democracy throwaway or this was uh, an old song. Wrong information. That's just not. They wanted the band to uh, to to bubble together during during quarantine. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? I know. I know. Right. They're all the same uh, TP but, together or something. All right. I think Brando, you're totally right. Like so many musicians have, oh, I had this song that like is my back pocket from whatever. This, this, you know, you'll write something, you'll be inspired, and then you kind of put it on the shelf, and then like maybe years later you come back to it. It happens all the time. That's not like a a new phenomenon. So to criticize a band for that, uh, I think it's just stupid. It is, and I want to ask uh, Steve before he has to bounce. And again, we're going. This is Baltimore time, I guess we're on. Because <laughs> uh, I will ask everybody uh, this at the end, which is I do when fans come on your favorite piece of memorabilia. So Steven, just in case, if it's a long story, you know, do you have a favorite piece of memorabilia? Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. Um, yeah. I was, I was kind of anticipating this. So I uh, memorabilia, like physical stuff, but I like to talk about a memory more physical stuff. I'd say I got the lithograph and shirt from Tokyo uh, a few years ago. 
the Godzilla lithograph and the it's the it's the it's the uh, samurai samurai swords and uh, and Rose's bullet logo on the shirt uh, with the uh, kanji on the back. So that's probably my favorite physical. But yeah, I thought it'd be fun to share. Uh, you know, just just kind of give you know like one one fan's perspective or you know inside perspective of of you know a short experience like. Uh, one time we were living in Portland, Oregon, and we were up in Seattle. We were actually, my son was flying in. And so we were waiting for him. And uh, at the, we were, we were, my wife and two daughters we were downtown at the Seattle center, which is where the space deal is and stuff. And the girls are playing. I got to go take a leak. And I go into the pop museum. That's the, uh, the Seattle uh, uh, pop, pop culture museum. I think it's called now. Anyway, I go in, I go to the restroom, walk out. And I kid you not. Duff McKagan, Susan McKagan, and their two daughters are like walk right by me. And I was like, holy crap. I had just seen Duff and his solo show when he was promoting his uh his solo album. And um, and so I was like, I said two things to myself. I said, don't chicken out and and not say hi, but also don't be like if anybody remembers the Chris Farley show where like Chris oh, yeah. Farley would have like Paul McCartney be like, Do you That's... remember writing Hey Jim? Yeah, Brando and then he'd say, about that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Okay. See that? Uh, that's me doing an interview. So Jerry Cantrell, do you remember <laughs> the time you were in Alice in Chains? That was awesome. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> that, yeah, was, that was awesome. Why did I say that? Why did I say that? So, I get yes. nervous, and I'm like, you know, I'll ask. You know, I, I dare I ask Richard Fortas and Gene our question. So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> Is, oh yeah, that, that's me, Chris Farley. Like Chris Farley. Well, Brando, I can relate. Let me say too, like I, I, that's probably why I love your podcast. I'd say that, and you keep it positive about a band that we've all seen. We've already talked about, you know, some of the negativity. So thanks, you know, thank you for for being that because it always makes the podcast fun and interesting. But you know, you're both informative and and entertaining, I guess. Um, anyway, to finish up my story, the part I, I wanted to say is, so I did I did go over and say hi and both Duff and Susan were so cool. Like I probably was like a little too, like, I want to say hi. And then like beeline out of there, you know, and Duff was like, Hey, you know, dude, you know, cause I said something like, you know, I love music. You love GNR music for so long, you know, thanks so much. And like, I want to get out of here. He's like, Hey man. And like, so he talked about the show. I told him I just seen him in Portland. He's like, Oh yeah. Da, 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 da. And then because of Brando, because of the podcast, I knew Susan was from Ohio and, and um, I knew she had, I think, I, I think I knew she had a brother named Steve anyway. Cause she brought both those. Cause Duff's like, Oh, you know, what are you doing in Portland? And I, you know, work, Oh, where'd you move from? Ohio? Anyway. And then, and then Susan says, oh, I'm from Ohio. And Oh, my brother's name is Steve. What a great name. And I just, you know, it was, it was so cool. Like they just, they wanted to talk to me and understand me and probably don't want to, you know, say, Hey, tell me what the baseline is. We told more. And, you know, they probably, you know, it's, a, he's, he's answered that question many times. So I'm sure that's part of the reason too, but man, they were both so cool. Like I couldn't believe it. So last part of the story, I walk out and my wife's like, what took you so long? You know, and I'm like, show her my hand and I'm like, do I look like I'm shaking? And she goes, what happened? You know? And I'm like, I just saw Duff McKagan. <laughs> and I'm like, I talked to him and she goes, did you get a picture? And I was like, no. Uh, and she's like, oh my uh, God, I can't believe you. Didn't get it. And I'm like, I'm not going to pull out my, I said, listen, the memory is all I need. I didn't need to pull out my camera. I agree with you, camera. Steve. I yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't, I would not get a picture either. Yeah, that's what, you know, I figured does Instagram really need another no, no name person with a celebrity, you know, I thought, no. but, uh, but anyway, that's my GNR experience that I'll always, I, I love that story. That's really yeah. cool. That was, uh, yeah, and I really yeah. liked that um, you knew that his wife was from Ohio, but you didn't say, I know you're from Ohio. That would have been a red flag. 
for Brando's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's funny i did say i did say maybe this was i said oh yeah yeah i did hear that on the appetite for distortion pie i did say that to her because i said yeah so uh, good or bad Brando, i'm That's not cool. sure but uh, yeah funny. hopefully it was publicity but you know what i felt so comfortable with them and i would have never thought you know like i'd be in a situation like that and have multiple sentences spoken both ways. I bet we talked for five minutes, you know, and uh, so, you know, probably something he'll never remember, but I'll, or, you know, he, you know, he probably forgot as soon as it happened, I'll never forget. And, you know, they couldn't have been cooler, really. That's cool. Well, this, uh, this conversation was a little bit longer than Duff's. Uh, Steve, I know you got to bounce. I do. Uh, thanks for your time, buddy. You know, thanks, um, Brando. I appreciate it. Mike and Jay. So nice to meet you guys. Absolutely. Steve. And, uh, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Take care. Thanks, Brando. Keep up all the great work, man. It's fun. I'll follow up with you after the episode. I'm going to keep these guys just for a little bit more of an encore, but not too much longer. All right. I'll see you guys. Bye, Thanks, Brando. Take care, Steve. So we were talking about, you know, hard school's out. We hear it live. And it's just like, what do we look forward to next? I mean, we can pick apart the show with little things here and there, but we're not that those kind of fans. Like, it's, it seems like we all had a great time. Uh, are either of you, I mean, people are already joking about me, you know, walking into my fourth show, like a Vince McMahon or something like that. You know, like I know the score. I don't know if this is going to be a fourth show for me in this leg. Uh, I will say this is what's great about, uh, you know, marrying somebody who loves to travel, although I need to update my passport. She's like, we got to, we should see Guns N' Roses in another country. I was like, that would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen them in Ottawa, Canada, but I don't know if that well. counts. Particularly like uh, South yeah. America or something would be. That's badass. what I told her. I, I've speaking. I've spoken to some fans from Brazil uh, specifically. So just you look at those crowds. It's just a. It just seems like an experience that I. Yeah, I, want, I you know I, I can't, you can't get here in America. As, like when when Iron Maiden plays, don't they? They like sing the guitar parts. The crowd. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So <laughs> I I want to experience that. So we'll see. You know I don't know. We'll see. But until then, I'll vicariously live through more fans doing review shows and things like that. But we got hard school, so I'm I'm satiated for a while. Yeah, I did. I did three times on the 2016 lap, and then I felt like, and then uh, we went. We did get. I've I've done a decent amount of traveling around the country to see GNR. So in 2017, we went out to Denver. I have a friend who's not too far from there. Um, and so, then, you know, 2018, I think they played a few American shows. I didn't, I didn't mess with it. And uh, Olivia said, when are we going to Guns N' Roses again? Uh, and I was like, oh, I didn't know this was an annual thing. Uh, it's not a $20 club show, by the way. But, you know. It's not so, kicks. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, if they're playing America, the U.S., I'd like to get to one a year. But I would love to get to a European show or a South American show. I went to a festival in Kiev, Ukraine one year. And so oh, wow. 2017 or 2018. And so gorillas. And that was, I mean, that was an awesome crowd. Just, I mean, beers were a dollar 25. Number one, uh, they didn't make you buy a shot with them. Um, they sold like, fresh, that's surprising actually. Right. They, uh, they, right. There's potato vodka or something. Um, fresh vegetables that you bought like by the pound to just eat there. That was festival food. Um, and everyone was just so happy to have a festival and it, I'd love to get out there and experience, uh, you know, uh, to be able to experience those two things at once, you know, but I think you're right. South America seems to have the most rabid fans. So. 
we'll see what happens. Uh, but I will say you, uh, Jay, you enhanced my Baltimore experience. It's awesome. We're not just providing a, a very, very cool uh, living uh, conditions. Even if you didn't GNR it up for me, it's a very cool place. Uh, I appreciate know. that. I appreciate yeah. it. And also, I, I got to give a shout out to uh, his name is, I think it's Gary Nunn. He's a listener from Australia. He is the one who gave me a roll of Use Your Illusion uh, promotional posters. And on the back, it has the, the GNR group photo where Dizzy's in it. It has Rip in the back, you know, cool. that. So it's double sided. So I gave that actually, I was given a whole roll of it. I'm not gonna, what am I going to do with the whole roll? I have one already framed on my wall. So I think it was at the Jersey show. I gave it to a listener, Vinny, who met me at my car. <laughs> like a, like I'm a weirdo. Meet me at my car. And then uh, Jeremy, I almost forgot. So uh, but I gave him uh, one of those posters from, from Gary, who, who said he used to work at a Tower Records in the early 90s. So apparently those are promotional posters from 92 when they were you know, Australia Use Your Illusion when it came out. And also, he, what was it? The ACDC uh, Ball Breaker? I forget. Yeah. Uh, or, or was the it Razor's Edge? Razor, oh, Jailbreak. It's one, it's just uh, it's an, it's a young post. It was a Thunderstruck record, I feel like. It wasn't, Maybe it I'm wasn't wrong. Thund- it wasn't Thunderstruck. It was yeah. ball, Jailbreak or Ballbreaker, something with balls. So, right. Something ACDC, something with balls. Yeah, so and Nang is a young <laughs> poster. So, I mean, you know, that's that's my payment to give to you. Uh, uh, I appreciate it, man. That's going up right under uh, Dukakis Benson for sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. It was nice to meet you uh, in person because I know I'm a media, a lot of fans like you, uh, Mike, and I appreciate you reaching out on, you know, you were one of the people that were following me on, on my new Twitter. Uh, you might've followed me on the old one as well. Oh yeah. I, I've been following you for a while and um, yeah, no, I mean, I, when there's anything GNR related, I think I just look at, I, I depend on you and you, <laughs> I, and so you're astute when you said that you're like, I'm kind of am like the beat reporter for GNR. I kind of consider you that. So like if something goes down, I'm like, what does Brando say? So uh, you, you do have that role for a million people. So I, I well, not a million people. Not, I wish it was a million people. Uh, I, I do my best with that considering I have no real connection to the band. You know, I would, yeah. I did put on, yeah, just like I put it out there. If Fernando ever wants to come on just to talk, they don't need me. They have, they look how they release music. They're like, they just, and it goes number one, and everybody loves it. Whatever they're doing, it's working. They don't need. Yeah, me. you know, I I was thinking about that, and I think sometimes, um, like for Axel, it's it's better off in a lot of ways. Um, sometimes just saying nothing because everything he says becomes news, and it gets twisted, and you end up with yeah, like. I so I get that, but it also sucks because we're fans, and he is a really smart guy. He's very opinionated, and uh, you know, he's kind of a fascinating person, right? And so we all like. <laughs> I'm sure each of us has gone through the YouTube wormhole of like watching Axel interviews, you know, and, and, and he's just a fascinating guy. And, and I think he's had a very interesting and tough life in many regards, but um, you know, I, he's somebody I, you know, really uh, I'm obviously we're all like super fans of, and actually I, I was going to mention this uh, randomly. So my brother's a sound engineer and he used to, uh, he used to know Richard a little bit back in the day. Cause Richard used to be a, um, a, a session musician in New York City. Sorry. And I remember when um, Richard got into GNR, my brother, I'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, I, I know that guy. That guy's really, you know, I'm, I used to be kind of like buddies with him. I'm like, what? Yeah. No, I, have no, I have no hookup anymore. That was years ago, but um, no, I, Richard, I, I, apparently he's like a, into the punk rock kind of, he's a cool dude. Yeah, no, Richard is. I, I mean, I know people who, you know, being from New York who know Richard, who know Frank, yeah. you know, I'm lucky to have gotten them both on. But again, that's just the, 
whether it's a miscommunication or I guess part of me gets it, even though I don't like it, you know, anything Axel would say or anything his band members may say, even though it's said with the best of intentions or nothing was wrong, there's clickbait that it gets out there, it gets twisted, and they just don't, they don't need that. You know, but then I, he did, he, if you go on YouTube now, there's a couple of random interviews that are recent in like another country where he just, t- he does like, a, I, I don't know, have you guys seen that, those videos? He's like in a conference room and he does like an interview and you're like, why are you doing this one? Oh, that was the China exchange a few years ago. Yeah, no, but there's a more recent one, I feel like. Oh, I could I, be wrong. It might be old, but. Um, I want to uh, hear about, you know, one of my top three concert experiences was the Vegas residency. Oh and yeah, that was fantastic. When people ask him about what he did in the 90s, you know, after the, when they were gone, basically didn't exist. He said, I hung out on the Vegas trip and by myself and watched people. And I want to hear more about that yep. uh, because it did have like a hometown vibe for like that. It was just a good time and they were calling stuff on the stage. But if I, if I get a, any, uh, my hands on any kind of lost footage, it's from that period, man. Like what did, especially like, you know, I was like in my thirties when I was going to those shows and I'm like, you lost your thirties. What did you do during your thirties? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's like this mythical guy yeah. but i also think that works to his advantage because you have people like us that are like so interested yeah. and, and if we knew yeah. everything about him it wouldn't we wouldn't have the same mystique yeah. right we'll be spending two plus hours talking about <laughs> yes exactly so let me uh let me wrap up with this guys let me ask both of you favorite piece of memorabilia mike what is your favorite piece um so uh this buddy of mine um his this is a long story I, i'm friends with this guy <laughs> And his girlfriend's dad is now in uh, Megadeth randomly. He's a bass player. But he knows, uh, she knows uh, Gilby Clark's daughter. And so for, for like my birthday or Christmas or something, uh, he gave me like the, the live era signed by Gilby, which was pretty cool because it wasn't like I went looking for it. It just kind of randomly gave it to me, which was awesome. And then my favorite piece of like clothing is um, I went and saw uh, Jay, your singer, big Aerosmith fan. Yeah. I, I wanted to see Slash so badly, his solo rec, uh, solo band, because I love the record Apocalyptic Love. I think it's a great record. Yeah. And that I had to join the Aerosmith fan club just to buy tickets because he was opening for them. Oh, so wow. I joined the fan club, not even caring about Aerosmith, went and saw them live, and they were fantastic. Yeah. Aerosmith yeah. is awesome live if you ever get the chance. Oh, another, insanely, yeah. Um, but anyway, I bought this shirt at the show that's a white shirt of Slash playing and it's just a slash and it's it's badass man it's it's probably my favorite shirt i gotta be careful it's white you know it's easy to stain so yes 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 <laughs> i gotta be careful with uh with this one you know i got Absolutely. cat hair on it but that's about it <laughs> see white is good for cat hair black isn't so there's yet it's a trade-off white stains but whatever uh jay i know i saw some of your stuff but what's your yeah. favorite piece of memorabilia yeah that's true um i don't know i think it's true like um also i have the um Use your illusions, the 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 gun and the um, uh, roses uh, tattooed on my shoulder. That was my first tattoo, uh, so that's probably pretty big. That's not like official memorabilia. Um, and then I, I don't know, like I do, I, I just think back to th- this was a band that when I was seven. I mean, I was young when it came out. That's why I didn't get to see them until two thousand two. I, I tried to get like my great grandmother into appetite uh for destruction you know I, I just being a child and having one of the be one of those things that holds on that you hold on to so what i do have here is um this is a this is not from guns and roses because they weren't performing at the time but this is me and uh three of my friends and then we did a recreate at the reunion 
Uh, let me see if I get it up there. That's right, so you and your buddies all wearing uh, bandanas in your head. You're wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt. I see a buddy. In a yeah, different. I got the Guns N' Roses shirt. There's a Camaro, probably, and, and, like off, off out of the picture. What's yeah, that? Look like I didn't have to, um, and then this is um, this is a recreate. It came in a little too closed up, but we when got was the first photo taken? What year? This is 2000. So we, this was probably at Motley Crue, actually, one of their first. Look at that Motley Crue. Oh man, if you told me that was like 87, I would believe. Yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I tried to trick people. Like, they're like, man, you're aging well. I'm like, no, this is this is pictures from 2000. We were we were cosplaying, man. But uh, you know, it's something that we've we we kept up, and I got to do a reunion show with them and you know it's just fun that uh it's one of those things i could trace back like you know like if you're go back to your childhood home or something you know that's yeah oh, that's cool and dude bringing people together yeah yeah oh well i mean this uh podcast is case in point isn't it you know i i get a listener who's sending me a uh, user illusion posters one that's offering me an airbnb you know this is just well, it's not just about me, but it's the fact that like I'm I'm connecting to people in different cities and different countries, and we're all meeting here. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't get to speak with you. I wouldn't know you guys, Mike and Jay, and then you know Steve. But we're all meeting here. You know, uh, attending hard school, right. rolling in hard school in lower so, education. Lower education, like that. This one's about lower education. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. You're so, listening to what do you say? You're listening to GNR Light. Uh, yeah, WGNR. Yeah, WGNR Light Rock. He goes that. Yeah, he likes to joke about songs that have, uh, you know, that are kind of depressing lyrics about, you know, how it's uh, like, like absurd. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's it's like it's up to me to lift your spirits, you know. And here's another, you know, a light melody, and you know, from WGNR, and he goes into uh, "You Could Be Mine." So I would love at some point to talk to somebody at. Uh, Rockstar Games when Axel was the DJ for Grand Theft Auto because he talks like that sometimes. He talks like a DJ and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he loves old school radio. Oh, by the way, if you go to my new Twitter, speaking of old school radio at the AFD podcast, I retweeted somebody that uh, this was Casey Kasem on the radio back in 1980, I guess 88, introducing Sweet Child of Mine on his top 40, talking about this band just dropped an album a year ago. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I love that stuff. Do yourself a favor, not just you know, find it on my Twitter and follow me and all that stuff. Listen it, to it. Really is it's it's wow. It's, it's a piece of awesome. there, there's something that uh, I was thinking about today that no one's talked about, I don't think, on your podcast. And maybe they have, but when I was a kid, the, this dirty hairy movie came out called The Deadpool, right? Yeah. And like Welcome to the Jungles in that movie. And that was like I remember seeing that and and like Guns N' Roses are in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what that, that reminds me, uh I, I should get somebody from that movie on and to talk about it. That's that's a good uh, that's a good idea because Jim, was that when Jim Carrey was singing along to Welcome to the Jungle too? It could be, yeah, it could be, and it's, it's like nineteen, yeah. The movie yeah. came out like eighty eight, so it's like I've never seen the whole movie. I've seen clips of it, but no, that's a good idea. I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look into that to see if I can get somebody who worked on that movie uh, to come on the podcast. So awesome, uh, you guys are great. Now I, t- I go from doing a GNR podcast. Now I have to go work on Keith Sweat's uh, radio show. Hey, me. nothing wrong with Keith Sweat, dude. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. So uh, I'm gonna go to uh, hard school to baby making music. All right, <laughs> tonight. But children. Uh, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. We're gonna do Cheers, more, uh, you know, review episodes. I'll see. You know, I'll put it out there. So follow on social media. 
Um, and I'll say a couple episodes to look forward to. I don't know when they're going to happen yet, but I know uh, Arian Bueller, uh, who does a lot of lithographs, he wants to, he's coming back on. Cool. We've had him on a few times actually. And maybe he'll do it like how I'm getting more creative with these zooms. I asked him to see if he can do it in like his studio where, you know, he has a lot of his photos up and stuff like that. Awesome. And I also asked Mark Cantor the same thing. See if oh he, my God, that would be amazing. He's been on uh, once or twice. I know once with with Jack Lou, I forget, but I asked him, "What's that?" Oh, have you guys subscribed to that thing that he's doing, the Reckless Road, whatever the uh, like? It's a no, Patreon, right? I'm aware of it, obviously, yeah. and that's what we're gonna promote. And yeah. I think I always say, I look, I have a podcast. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't know. I mean, I'm doing working. I'm listening to audio. I'm watching horror movies. Yeah, dude, you got to draw the line. I get it. Driving the four hours, I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm listening to Guns N' Roses and music. It's just yeah, it's, amen. It's, uh, but I, I asked Mark, who has been on before, and we've been talking for a bit, uh, if he can do it, you know, a Zoom from the famous Guns N' Roses, you know, chair. In, oh, the in, booth at Cantor's? Yeah. yeah, he's like, well, you know, I can either have to get a laptop or I have to, like, you know, move the, the desktop over there or I can do it on my phone. Dude, I will fly out to L.A. and, and help him do that. <laughs> do it on your phone, bro. Every lot of people, do, you know, Zoom with me on their phone. So, uh, you know, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for more reviews. Again, Best way to keep uh, the conversation going to keep up to date with Guns N' Roses news as best as I know it. And just uh, anything going on with the podcast is social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, email if you would like. I'm still working slowly but surely in Doug Goldstein's book. Um, again, thank you guys. When are you going to see the next episode, though? I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to happen. We're over 300 episodes in. No end in sight. Uh, well, you'll see it in the words of Axl Rose. I don't know if soon is the word. security, I'm going home.